full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hello. Hello. How are you? Um, Welcome to the full court press. Glad that it's Tuesday and not Monday. We are one day ahead. We are one day ahead of schedule. That is good. That is very good. good. Ajay Salveson, AJ Knight, Cody Hilton running the board for us today. Welcome to the Full Court Press on 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, 1069thefan.com, streaming, or on the mobile 1069thefan app. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you for doing so. So grateful to have you. Beautiful day, gorgeous day in Cash Valley. You expect it for the rest of the week. Uh, great, great weather. Um, hope your Memorial Day was as good as ours, and hope you were able to enjoy it and uh, relax, but yet uh, remember some. Uh, excuse me, remember all those who have given their lives, uh, have or excuse me, are giving their life or will give their life for this country. Uh, we appreciate and salute all of you um, and your loved ones as well. And uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart for doing so. Uh, a lot to get through on the show, like we had Monday off, so we had to recap the weekend, and then we got to get to what was last night, and then we'll get to tomorrow as well. In fact, at five o'clock. We will have head coach of the, well, excuse me, former head coach of the Mountain Crest Mustang baseball team, Steve Hansen. He'll join us live in studio as we'll talk about his uh, retirement. Second time he has stepped down. This one looks like it is for good as his son, Trace Hansen, will now take over the team uh, beginning uh, this, actually, this summer season. So he'll uh, he'll take over. So last coach, uh, you know, just what that decision, when that decision occurred, how it occurred, uh, you know, did he know? Trace was going to be the head coach, you know, immediately as soon as he got here to Mountain Crest. And we'll stroll down, excuse me, we'll stroll down memory lane just a little bit with him about some games. Here's the problem, and I'm and I'm going to have to tell tell him this as well, is we had him on last year during the whole COVID situation. And so we talked for like an hour about all the great games he coached and everything. And now he retires. And I'm like, dude, if you would have just told me you were going to step down one year later, I wouldn't have had you on. I would have just waited until this year and did this. Would have saved us all a lot of time. Come on, Jeez. coach. You got. I mean, you got to let me know, man. Jeez. No, uh, we're, we're, I'm excited to have him in. Uh, but and uh, I do need to ask our listeners. By the way, our Gil Mortgage text line is open for you four three five three three nine zero three two one again four three five three three nine zero three one to text into our Gil Mortgage text line. Don't forget that Gil Mortgage, along with Kerry Nilsson, have been serving Cash Valley for the twenty plus years. The Kerry Nilsson team at Gil Mortgage has extensive experience, wide ranging knowledge. An overwhelming dedication towards their customers. You can call Gill Mortgage at 435-294-2480. Our Gill Mortgage text line number, 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. Do we have any Mountain Crest Mustang fans on our listener board? (laughs) Probably not. Why Why not? Why would we not? I was like, oh, nah, that was rude. Out there. Mustangs, you don't exist. That was rude. <laughs> I, I graduated from Ridgeline, and I found that cold-blooded. Like, that was messed hey, up. Hey, I do play-by-play for the Mustangs, sir. How dare you? Oh, quit acting like you're proud of it at times. 
<laughs> I abstain courteously. <laughs> uh, let's get to uh, we'll get to a lot of uh, again uh, baseball talk here later in the show again with uh, Steve Hansen. Uh, but let's go in and start with basketball. A uh, busy weekend in the NBA uh, with Eastern Conference is about wrapped up. Wow, is that you, AJ? Yeah, I'm the Eastern Conference. No, uh, is that the mic? Was that you? Oh. Yeah, it is pretty much wrapped up. I mean, it's going the way everybody expected, right? Yeah, Bucks snooze, uh, beat snooze, the Heat snooze. on Saturday, one twenty one oh three. Trailblazers wall up the Nuggets, one fifteen ninety five. Sixers were over the Wizards on Saturday, 132-103. Jazz beat the Grizzlies, 121-111. And then we moved to Sunday, and the Hawks beat the Knicks. Suns beat the Lakers. Nets beat the Celtics. Clippers beat the Mavericks, which moves us to Monday. And the Wizards fight back to extend the series at least one more game. They beat the 76ers by 8-122-114. Jazz over the Grizzlies, 120-113 last night. They now have that series lead at 3-1, which is the only series in the Western Conference to be up three games to one. Ah, they still suck. <laughs> Stop it. I'm speaking it into existence. Stop. Both no, stop. You don't have, that, don't you don't have no, that power, dude. You don't have that power. Look, it's to I'm quit trying to be cool. Your inner You're not. Demons. I still find no. offense. I still find offense. I'm voicing your inner demons. Stop. Uh, let's see nine three one five. So Leon texts into the show. Can anyone? By the way, isn't it crazy that we came up with the name Leon with you, me, and Eric? Look, he's look at the back half of the season. The Boise State basketball coach has nothing to do. His team will choke the games away because he's not there. <laughs> it's like that scene in Talladega Nights where the guy gets out of the car. I love like, that oh, movie. Man, this quesadilla is delicious. You guys <laughs> got to get one of these. <laughs> Game's still going on. Uh, nine three one five texts into the show. Can anyone tell me if there's a picture of Audrey next to Mark Eaton? That would be a sight to see. How much more smaller would that make Audrey look? So, I've actually talked to Mark Eaton twice. I mean, there's no photos, evidence, thank goodness. Uh, I went up to, like, his, maybe his thigh, just above his thigh. Well, good news. Even if he gets a defensive stance, you could just, what is it, nutmeg him. But you could just do it your whole body as opposed to the ball. Run right underneath. Nah, dude, he just picked me up. <laughs> Uh, By my shorts. I don't think the movie's very good. Have you ever seen the movie Trainwreck? No. So, it, Bill Hader and Amy Schumer movie. I don't recommend it whatsoever. The LeBron James parts are super funny with Bill Hader. So, they're playing horse because in the movie, Bill Hader's this, uh, he's like uh, Dr. Andrews or whatever. He works on everybody's knees. So, they're playing one-on-one and Bill Hader goes to lay it up. And LeBron just jumps up and pins it against the backboard like it's no big deal. <laughs> but I'd imagine that'd be like. Uh, good. For you, AJ. I feel bad. I can't really see great you, analogy. AJ. You're behind my screen. Where? Why are you hiding from me today? I don't know. Why do you... It's very sad. I'm very sad? You, sad that you sound sad. I sound sad? I know why you sad. I bought you a water and you're like, oh, it tastes like crap. Uh, no, I said if it does taste bad, I'm very upset. That's and then you like shrug your shoulders like, it's oh, it's, it's okay. average. It's not Fiji. It's all right. Jeez. I don't have the money. I don't have the salary. That's fair. Nobody nice. does. You know, since you missed the salary, man, why don't you get us all Fiji waters? I didn't know we were doing this. Gal. I think I still owe you and Eric actually a pick six. I got to do that. Oh, yeah. We got to get our pick six results. Actually, we can wait till Thursday to get our pick six results. Actually, no. He's going to be gone the whole week, huh? Never mind that idea. I already know that I lost two of the Lions. I've, yeah, I lost two of them as well. Dude, if Eric won, we don't tell him. Hey, because he's, he's not even cell service. So, hey, when he comes back... You won. Okay. Okay. No matter what, you won. Listeners have to be in on it as well. Yeah, right, listeners are. Cody won pick six. I support this. I'm the champion. Yeah, Cody won. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead. Let's talk some Utah Jazz basketball again. They win 120-113 last night over Memphis. 3-1 is the series lead as it heads back from Game 5 tomorrow night against the Memphis Grizzlies inside of Memphis Smart Home Arena. Um, Donovan Mitchell was phenomenal, especially in the second half. He had 30, which led all scores. Uh, ja Morant was really, really good last night as well. Um, in fact, I think Ja had, what, 30? Nope, excuse me. He had 23 and 12, so 23 points, 12 assists. Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson each had 21, and Melton had 15. By the way, Melton, crazy enough, he was pretty quiet throughout most of the series and then puts up 15 in the fourth quarter alone. And then uh, Jonas Valanciunas had 14 and 12 for the Grizzlies. Um, here, we Memphis is a scrappy team. They're resilient. They're tough-minded. They're mentally tough. Yes. But, AJ, the one thing, I just felt like last night Memphis threw their very, very best punch. Like their absolute best swing, and they still came out on the wrong end of this. And it just, I mean, that's deflating if you're the Grizzlies. And now you got to go back to Utah for game five, down 3 1, and very daunting 3 1 series lead. Well, I think the writing was on the wall. I mean, I think Memphis, my fa- <laughs> my family's saying, let me backtrack. My family's saying is we don't take moral victories. So there's that. But I think Memphis should be very proud because it has not been an easy series. But I think the writing was on the wall when Memphis played a really good game. The Jazz played about as terrible as possible in game one, and then Utah lost by three points. Um, Memphis has made the series close, but I, to me what it is is, and I, I don't know if this is concerning or not, I think you'd have to say a little bit if you're a Jazz fan is that Memphis is able to keep it this close because obviously you're going to play more talented teams. But I think what has happened to me like the last like games two, three, and four is basically Memphis – Takes their swing, they make a run, and then Donovan Mitchell goes, I'm better than everybody else. You can't stop me. Game over. And that's Yeah, and see, he did three. that in the fourth quarter with a few ISO possessions where he said, you know what, I can take any of you guys. Give me Dylan Brooks. I'll take him to the yes. – and boy, he – isn't it funny? Like, Dylan's trash-talking a lot until he gets Mitchell in a one-on-one. Then he's like, I better shut up. <laughs> like, if it's Conley, he's just – he's mouthing off to him. If it's Ingles, Bogey, Clarkson, but then if it's Mitchell – he doesn't say a word. He has nothing to say. I just think that's crazy. Uh, one five seven zero text into the show. The Gil Mortgage text line again four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you'd like to text in, the Jazz still haven't played their best basketball yet and still have a three one lead. Looks like they're still getting their chemistry back. Uh, they haven't played their best basketball. Yeah, that is I correct. Agree with that. The chemistry is there though. Yes. It's just and you give Memphis credit, right? I mean, Memphis has been a dog in this series. Oh, absolutely. You're Memphis up 13, then is... it's cut to six. You're up 12, and it's cut to five. Like, they just don't go away. It's true. I but... think Memphis is a healthy uh, Jackson, another year of experience, and a backup big away from being, I wouldn't say a problem, but definitely being a more mid-level Western team is going to be a pain in the butt. Yeah. That, and it's going to be around for a while, too, if yes. they can keep it together. Yes. Hey, AJ, let me ask you, is it more inspiring or more frustrating for Memphis to be down 3-1 and be, yet be competitive in every game so far in the series? Uh, I would say, again, it's tough to like take moral victories. I, I feel like you have to be happy because the Jazz had the best record in the NBA and every game has been close, which they're not supposed to be. It's an 8-1 matchup. So even, even if the Jazz take care of business, which I think they will because they come home and win this in five, it was a very tough-fought five. So I think Memphis for sure uh, should be proud of that. Uh, when we had Carl in, he asked me, I think off air, do I think John Morant will be a superstar? And my answer was, I think John Morant is a superstar. Mm. I think he's there. May I mean, if not, the only argument is I think he just needs to be slightly more consistent shooter. But 
him and I got in an argument when we had dinner that night after for game two, and he said he said that he thinks John Morant for sure is in the top five of handles. I think John Morant's two. I think it's Kyrie and Ja. I've yet to see anyone really stop him from getting to the hole when he wants to go. I mean, there was a point last night, I think it was part of uh, part of it was Gobert was in a little bit of foul trouble, but he got Gobert out on the side. It was the left side, and he just he took him to the hoop and then oh, he had yeah. that reverse lay. Oh, it was beautiful. Nobody has stopped that floater. Yeah, that's what's really good. Cool. We thought. get the fourth quarter, and then he does this. I think Donovan's better right now, so Donovan and Ja basically go one on one on other sides of the court, and no one stops either of them. It's just Donovan's better. Do you want to know what's crazy in yes. this game? Yes, I do. Please, Mike Conley made a three with five oh eight left in the fourth quarter. That was their first field goal made in the fourth quarter at the five oh eight mark left. Yeah, that's bad. That was. They didn't make, and then Mike Conley hit another three with 324. Bogdanovich hit a three with 240. The Utah Jazz did not make a two-point field goal the entire fourth quarter. They hit four threes right. and then made eight free throws. That's, I mean, it's that not, is unreal. It's how the, it's that how is the, amazing. It's how these games have seen it gone. <laughs> like, it seems like Utah takes control some point in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden Memphis makes you sweat, and then Donovan basically is like, don't worry, I got this, and he ices the game. The other thing about it, too, is uh, AJ, our bench play has been phenomenal. I think our bench play has actually been really, really good. Uh, Niang had six on two of four shooting, two of two from deep in Niang 12 minutes. Over there. But, okay, well, here's we okay, so. Yang. Okay, this isn't an Eric Franson fanboy moment, but I felt like Niang actually played pretty well. He made good decisions. I think I think except for the first game, and you could, I mean, I think Reggie talked about it a lot, rest versus rust, and obviously you take a big piece in Donovan out, and you kind of get a retool how the offense goes, and the whole team shot terribly. I think it's easy when everybody's shooting well and making smart plays. I was really impressed. I think he's done it in the three wins, but Ingles last night I thought made, did a really good job, especially when uh, Mitchell or Conley were off the court. He had a couple of nice fake passes down low. Uh, honestly, probably not going to – he wouldn't, but I think uh, Derek Favors deserves a ton of credit as well. Uh, he hasn't been talked about, I feel like, nearly enough because nah, one of the point. big weaknesses for Memphis is when Valanciunas sits down, they play Jackson at the five, and he, that, he just, he he just can't match up with Favors. Every yeah. time, yeah. And Favors, I think, has done a good job when Gobert's got in foul trouble manning the middle and not letting Memphis and Valanciunas specifically run amok. Hey, is Dylan Brooks – the new Draymond Green for the Utah Jazz, just a mouthy guy. He's definitely public. Who takes enemy a cheap shot? Now he won't kick you in the nuts like Draymond Green will. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put that. Dude, concept. he gave a kidney. He'll, he'll he, slug you in the kidney. Oh, when no man. one's watching. He gave like, a kidney shot to me. And by the way, like someone needs to educate that dude on what Mike Conley Mike Conley did for Memphis. Because like, <laughs> does he not know that Mike Conley was a leader of the Memphis Grizzlies for what? How many years? Forever. Yeah, like 14 years or something like that. Yeah, oh, that's like that. 13 yeah. years. Um, and just no respect at all for him. None. I, Mike Conley's the most cool, calm, collective, chill dude. And he was mouthing off to Dylan because he like, he couldn't stand him anymore. Yeah. And people are like, well, Dylan got in his head. That's how you're supposed to do it. No, you don't headbutt a dude. That's not how you get in their head, you moron. That's called, I mean, and, and if the NBA didn't want to rig this series so badly, they would have actually suspended Dylan Brooks. But. The NBA absolutely has a hand in who gets where and who wins what game. Uh, it's, that's probably true. It's it's pretty pathetic. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he's obnoxious. I would like to. Cody got us a couple stats here. One of them is John Moran at 101 and Dylan Brooks at 81 are the first pair of teammates to each score at least 80 points in their first three career postseason games in the same game. I would like to point out that Dylan Brooks does it while taking like 25 shots a night. Yeah, and then getting four fouls in the first half. He's got to stay out of. Hey, he could be good if a he would shut his mouth and b. He would actually stay at a foul trouble. He's just a loose cannon. He I runs know. everywhere. Dude, I, and that's smacked. the thing. He's like a Dennis Rodman without the dyed hair and the wedding dress. He's just a psycho. And like, I, I okay, so I see him and I see the... Too much. Uh, too much. It's just enough. No. I like too it. Much. Roll Dennis with it. Rodman is his own case of headspace. No, dude. Dylan Brooks <laughs> is definitely headed that direction. No. Not at all. There was uh, a weird thing when I was watching last night. You know, he has like this unkempt... Beard oh yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. So I was like watching, it. and there was w- the entire night. I'm talking. This thing was probably five inches out. I saw it on the screen. It's just right here, five inches. One stray wet. whisker. One stray whisker, and I couldn't focus. <laughs> you at could... all. I couldn't focus. <laughs> couldn't hey, focus. so did you guys see all the teats co- uh, tweets coming in about Dylan Brooks last night from Jazz fans? <laughs> Listen to these, okay? They're good. Dylan Brooks has been trying to reach you about your car extended warranty. Dylan Brooks is the green bubble in a group chat. <laughs> Dylan's Brooks' girlfriend goes to a different school. Uh, Dylan Brooks was that kind. Of, Dylan Brooks was that kid in high school who sprinted in the hallways to get to lunch first. <laughs> oh my uh, Dylan Brooks is when he gets twenty points and picks up five fouls on another loss to Utah. Says, "Oh yeah, it's all coming together." Uh, Dylan Brooks was overheard at the urinal saying, "Nice watch." Uh, Dylan Brooks chooses the urinal right next to you. Dylan Brooks is the kind of guy that goes full pants to the ground at the <laughs> urinal. Good God. Dylan Brooks loves the wild mouse. <laughs> These are so good. Dude, Dylan like- Brooks has a Pac-12 sticker on his bumper. <laughs> Dylan Brooks doesn't pack anything before the neighborhood comes over to help him move. Jeez. <laughs> These are too good. These are fantastic. Dylan Brooks makes the sound of each animal cracker before he eats <laughs> Dylan Brooks drinks one Diet Coke. One five seven zero texted and said, "I think uh, Jaw's getting tired. The Grizzlies are not deep, and Jaw has to play some uh, mi- uh, so many minutes just to keep the Grizzlies close. You can see his numbers are slowly going down every game, and I think that's partly game plan. He's also running out of game uh, gas. If Brooks would stay calm and keep his emotion in check and not foul Mitchell every other play, Jaw wouldn't have to play so many minutes. And that is true." I I I agree with one five seven zero. Jaw is starting to wear out, and that's exactly what the Jazz expected. The Jazz said, "Hey, look, he's good. He's great. He's a darn good ball player. Let's see if he can handle it when we get to Game Five, though." And knowing he's the only guy who can actually consistently score for the team, Grayson Allen has little spurts of moments. Dylan Brooks, if he's got his you know screws tied tight, then he's he's there. Uh, Valanciunas is. He's too busy dealing with Gobert. I, mean, I just, I, yeah, I, they're they're not deep at where they need to be. They need a they need a backup. Like Tice, uh, was it Tice Jones is good. He's just not somebody I think you can count to create like the way obviously Jacques can. And I think they need a backup big. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I again, they're still extremely young. I like a lot about this team. Um, but yeah, I think I would buy that. I think he's wearing. Five eight seven nine is so true. The NBA put this finger on the scales in regards of yes. I mean, okay. Come on, no, AJ. No, you I'm, know this is look, true. I'm not saying for sure. No, <laughs> I'm totally on board in in theory. Please tell me how the NBA put its finger on the scale of the Clippers and Mavericks game three. 
That is by by far the weirdest game ever. Like I turned the game off because it Mavericks couldn't do anything wrong. They were killing the Clippers. And I was like, it's done. The Clippers have packed it in. It's over. We had the funeral for them. I was like, we were right. It's all over. And then they're like, let's sit Luca. Let's wait until Luca get we're gonna put Luca in once the Clippers get the lead. That's the plan here. We're gonna we're gonna blow a twenty point lead. And then we're just gonna see how it goes <clears> from there. That's terrible coaching. Uh, how the NBA put their fingers on that scale. Nine four six three. Braxton DeChambeau is Dylan Brooks' favorite golfer, <laughs> and Dylan Brooks has a poster of Dylan Brooks in his bedroom. <laughs> he did take Oregon to a Final Four, guys. I don't care. I'll sh- look at him now. It's kind of a big deal. Um, you wouldn't know her. She goes you, to a different school. Did you? <laughs> Dylan Brooks leaves his shopping cart in the middle of the parking lot. Dylan Brooks eats the hard ramen noodles, drinks boiling water, and snorts a flavoring packet. (laughs) (laughs) Every time a jazz player scores on Dylan Brooks, an angel gets its wings. (laughs) Uh, See, Dylan Brooks pretends he's a Jedi using the Force while walking through automatic doors. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, by the way, how about Mike Conley Uh, coming off a curl screen that was uh, switched on to Brooks and then drilling a three? And then jogging back down to the other side of the court. And this is just as he got the kidney shot, too. But then, like, saying, just jawing with Dylan Brooks, like, do you know who the fetch I am? I'm Mike Conley. And Dylan Brooks, like, here's a kidney shot for you. That was great. No, they, like, panned on it. And, like, he full on just, like, God. I had to yeah. be honest. Right that was a, I bet Mike Conley said, my favorite restaurant in Memphis is Cracker Barrel. And then Dylan Brooks said, how dare you? <laughs> here's a kidney shot for you. That was warranted. Dylan That's Brooks, what he said that was warranted. Dylan Brooks plays rookie level in NBA 2K. <laughs> oh, uh, he scores 100 points a game. <laughs> okay, so uh, 3-1 series lead, AJ, for the uh, Utah Jazz. We go to game five tomorrow night. This thing over? Yes. Jazz Jazz at home, probably in a close. Actually, no, I think this one will get away. I think Memphis probably weathers for about three and a half quarters, and Memphis, I think the Jazz will probably I will say this. Win. The one thing I'm worried about, if this game does get away from Memphis and the Jazz get the big lead, uh, that Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen is going to take some cheap shots. Okay, Grayson Allen has done nothing in this series to warrant that. Don't get me wrong. I know No, I is. don't care, dude. There's times where he didn't do anything at Duke to warrant, you know, warrant any kind of interest, but he'd still, here, here's my foot. All right, that's right not you. That is absolutely not Have a nice fair. fall. He's probably cracking that joke. Unprovoked. Yeah. Unprovoked. That's uh, bias. That's bias. That's journalism <laughs> bias right there. <laughs> here is the sketch. If the Clippers or Mavericks finish the scene in six, round two will start on Sunday in Utah. If uh, if Memphis were to win or uh, the Clippers and Mavericks series goes seven, uh, series would start I think Tuesday I believe if I'm not mistaken. And who knows with that Mavericks? Clippers. And yeah, that's the other thing is yeah, and that's I want to ask you about the other series as well. We are tied at two with the Lakers and Suns. They get it on tonight. Mavericks, Lakers, and Nuggets and Pel or not no, yeah, Nuggets and Blazers. Excuse me. Right. Let's start with the Mavericks and Clippers. You and I did a eulogy in honor of the oh, LA Clippers. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like just you know, rose from the dead. They were resurrected, and here comes Paul George with thirty nine points. He goes from pandemic P to playoff P, and uh, Clippers are now tied this series at two games apiece. Do you give the? I know you talked a little bit about the Lucas situation, but do you give more decision. credit to the late or? Uh, to the Clippers or to blame the Mavericks for this? Got to be the Clippers, right? Because their MO to this point has been at rollover. And they could have. In game three, if you did not watch game three, I, I don't remember what it was, but Lucas scored the first eight points of the game. 
it, at one point was like 23 to 8. Like they were killing them. And apparently the way the substitutions work with Dallas is that about six minutes in, Lucas sits for three, plays three, and then he, I don't know what his minutes are in the second quarter. So he is he cannot miss. He hit his like first six shots, and they are destroying them. And they it comes along, it hits the six-minute mark, and he takes them out. All of a sudden, the Clippers go on a run, and you see like an 18-point lead evaporate. And then the game was close, and the, and the Clippers pulled it out late. Uh, so I think, honestly, at that point, you would think, all right, the Clippers lost both games at home. They're getting absolutely smashed to start this one. They're not engaged whatsoever. They could have easily rolled over. And not only did they come back and win that one, then they they dominated. They won by, like, 25 or whatever it was in game four. It's the Clippers. To me, though, I think, are these two teams not the perfect mirrors for each other? Yeah, I'm with you the on Clippers that one. The Clippers are like, yeah. so, and they're like, oh, we're great. We're going to avoid the Lakers because that's what championship teams do. And then <laughs> Dallas wins two games against a team that, Really, to me, is is not really warranted because they haven't done anything. And Lucas, uh, and I don't get me wrong, I loved it when he did it to to Beverly. He said you're too small, but he's talking smack here and there. And then all of a sudden, it's like Luca hit a damn free throw, hit one. Good gosh, it's not that hard. It is, but do it. You're a professional <laughs> it player. It's not that hard. It is, but do it. We'll get do to Ben it. Simmons in a second as well. But oh I mean, man, that's a come mess. Come on, too. you're at home. Close out the game. Oh, that was garbage too. I watched that. Boston and Brooklyn today at 4.30 here in just a few minutes. I'll be on TNT. Who cares? Brooklyn up three games to one. Is this thing over? Yeah, who who cares? Can like Algar and Harden is back to uh, issue. Rachel Ray Harden. I have such an issue with star players talking down to players that are not their level. Like Kevin Durant talking trash to Marcus Smart does not interest me. It does not make you talk. Why not? Because Kevin Durant is, of course, better than Marcus Smart. It's not close. Well, dude, if Marcus Smart's got that opinion, AJ, you don't know. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, man. Yeah. If Marcus Marcus Smart is really amazing. Man, I played Darius and pushed that button so quickly. But here's the thing: is like when they talk back, I'm like, oh, you want some, huh? Cheerio, God. Yeah. It size me up. Let's go right now. I'm going to break your ankles. Okay. The other part of it is too. I'm sorry. If I'm Kevin Durant and I'm up 3-1 on a Boston team that everyone's like, I don't know that they'll make it through the playing game. You're like, <laughs> yeah, we're great. Like, I'm I'm not impressed. i got to be honest. Let's see you do it against the Bucs, and then maybe you can smack It's the same concept when a quarterback overthrows a wide receiver while the DB <laughs> flexes. Okay, He has to. <laughs> That's the rule. The best. Don't forget. When don't they forget. Whenever there's a DB, fumble, like, yeah. no matter what happens, you have to stand up and immediately point the direction of your team, even though you Just have no idea what's That's happening. That's the rule, the unspoken rule. At least we don't have as many as or baseball, they, yeah, but that is the rule. When they're getting beat on the deep throw and it's overthrown, the D-back's like, yeah. All you see is this. Like, <laughs> I influenced that play. I agree. That's what Kevin Durant is doing. He's doing the equivalent of that. What? The three of the top six greatest players are beating a team with only Jason Tatum? Oh, my gosh. I'm so surprised. <laughs> Someone write this down. Portland, Denver are also two games apiece. This one's at 6 o'clock on NBA TV. This has been an intriguing series, and I and I can't quite figure it out. I can't put my fo- my finger on of like where the momentum way. The why the momentum is swinging the way it is. Son of a biscuit with no butter yeah, and cheese. To me, it's the exact same as the Clippers. It's the exact same as the Clippers uh, and Mavericks, but all at the same time, exactly different. It is just as crazy a series, but nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention to that one. Well, we gotta pay. Well, actually, we don't because it's not us, huh? Now, uh, they get the Lakers and Suns, don't they? Suns. Yeah. It's not going to be the Suns, by the way. It's going to be the Lakers. They're going to win the next two. I know. I want the Suns. I love. Oh, yeah. Don't be wrong. I would love to see Phoenix in it, but it's not going to be if Phoenix. Phoenix does not win tonight. It's over. They might as well just call the series at, at five. Yeah. Well, the well, the well, NBA will make sure that it's over in five. <laughs> we got to make sure that we take care of our boy LBJ. Make sure that our guy AD 
gets the rest he needs. LBJ. Uh, yeah, so Portland, Denver tonight, two games apiece. I picked Portland to win. I honestly can't tell you. I have no idea. This series has made no sense. I know, none at all. You would think so. You would think over the course of a series, of course, somebody can get hot or whatever, and they can have a great night and carry a team. But like this series has been all over the place. Like yeah. Damian Lillard did not play well in Game Four, and Portland mopped the floor with the Nuggets. They like they had no business being on the court. It was terrible. Uh, and the other problem is, is that MP Jr. just like hasn't shot. Like it's crazy. What he did in the bubble last year was phenomenal, and then all of a sudden he turns around in like in front of a crowd and he can't hit the broads. He's like George Ying. He hits the broadside of a ball. If anyone, you, equally, need to, you need to be on Jordan. Hyped. You need to be on Jordan Clarkson right now in terms of accuracy from the three, because that dude can't hit anything. Right well, now. I, Jordan Clarkson's never hit the side of the backboard. My favorite part of game two, we went and saw it all together. Jordan Clarkson banks at a three, comes down. I'm on. <laughs> no, give it. it. Feed me <laughs> the ball. <laughs> give me the rock. Give it to me. I'm double team, but who cares? Six man of the year, baby. I'm, I'm sorry. How how Cody just shouted. That's how I hear Jordan Clarkson but in my head all the time. Here's the thing. Is you know what the best part was? As soon as he let it go, I think it was Joe Ingles just took off the other side. Like he just knew it was not good. As soon as he let it go, Joe's like going. I got transition defense on my end. Why? Chocolate. <laughs> I love that scene. I wonder if he actually said that. He said, "Hey, Jack, <laughs> I'm, I'm on, guys. Let's I'm do on. it. Keep going. Hey, hey, coach, what's that play call? <laughs> no, it's not gonna work. I'm just gonna throw it up. Never I mind. Just, I, I got need, it, coach. Can we get seriously? Go watch. Go watch that play. Like, uh, so he banks in the three. In the next possession, he goes and shows up the th- next three. Joe Wingles is booking it back to the other side. Not even hesitating. I need a petition to get Cody into 2K22. I just need give me, <laughs> give it to me. I'm feed him. Go. Have a check. Have a check. <laughs> We gotta go break. We'll get more NBA basketball talk if you want to be a part of the show. 435-339-0321. Full court press at Windows 69. The fan. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Have you heard? The marketplace is making major changes. Improvements to affordability through the health insurance marketplace by increasing financial assistance, lowering your premiums, and more generous cost sharing to lower your out-of-pocket max. If you have coverage, come in to see if you can save even more. Never applied? We can help. Go to lssins.com or call 752-9493. That's 752-9493. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you want small and simple or a little more, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner works personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. And you can rest assured the Riverwoods Conference Center is following every guideline from the CDC and Health Department. Google River. Woods Conference Center or call 750-5151. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Help us when Jordan Clarkson retires. Just not going to be nearly Dude, as fun watch. as Jazz If Jordan Clarkson shoots like crap tomorrow... All the Memphis Grizzly fans are going to be making Dylan Brooks jokes about Jordan Clarkson. That's fine. I'm making Dylan Brooks jokes about Jordan Clarkson. 
Dylan Brooks definitely yells at his mom. <laughs> Dylan Brooks Dylan yells, at, <laughs> yells when the cashier refuses to accept his expired coupon. Dylan Brooks definitely has the greasy blue iPad. Like, it's the worst. Dylan Brooks was, a, was the guy who designed the new Salt Lake Airport. <laughs> Dylan Dude. Brooks is in charge of construction at the point of the mountain. Don't get me started. I'm in Park City this weekend. <laughs> hey, how was your birthday, by the way? Happy birthday, AJ. Hey. How'd it go? What'd you do? Good. Uh, I went down to Olympic Park in Park City. Nice. How was it? It's good. It's fun. If you haven't been, I definitely recommend it. They have some cool summer outdoor activities. I've never been to Park City. I need to go over there. That was my really? first time. Yeah, never nice. been there. Uh, I don't have one, enough money to go to Park City. 1570 text in AD is out, though, right? I'm not sure the Lakers can win this series without AD. I don't think it's been confirmed he, for tonight. Has it? Yeah, so he's out tonight, he out. and then he is probable for game be game six, right after because we're in game five, so game six. So he's out tonight, and they said he's probably gonna play in game six as of right now. What was it that he hurt? Was it hammy? Was it his hammy? Right, strained it. Uh, this says what hyperextended right knee. Oh wait, really? Oh, I thought it was his hammy. If it's his knee, dude, I don't. He ain't. Oh, groin strain. Sorry. Okay, that's right. Hey, who can who can keep track? Everything. What, what's going on with AD's groin? D, all of the above. I I don't know. What what? Let Let's just start this way. List is shorter. What's healthy on AD right now? His eyes, I think, and the brow. Everything else, no idea. His ego. It's on fleek. It's on fleek. His eyebrows. That's yeah. Uh, can we? Okay, let's talk about Ben Simmons and how yeah, much of a bear he is. Yeah, so last night the uh, Wizards beat the 76ers. Ben Simmons goes to the line uh, and doesn't have a great start to it. Uh, anyways, Ben Simmons does not have a great start to the free throw line in a hack of Ben. Now, Doc Rivers came out and said, hey, we support Ben, you know, in, in the whole hack of situation. He can go to the line. He can knock him down. Here's the thing. Except he is can. we call him a guard. What kind of guard shoots like crap at the free throw line like Ben Simmons does? Four for 17 or something like that. It's awful. He's like, I thought it was like five for 24 or something it's like that. not good. He is bad It's at embarrassing. What it, it's, it's been the same thing everybody has said since he came in the league. He's got great length. He's got great handles. Can't shoot a lick. And he's decided to spend what? the la- He's been in, the, what, four years now? Yeah, and he he sat out the first year. And he decided, you know what I need to do? Absolutely nothing to improve my game. I got this. It's <laughs> embarrassing. Look, uh, yeah, Ben Simmons yesterday from the line was five of eleven. He split the uh, <coughs> one in one pairs. One sports writer, Ben Simmons, is walking to the free throw line like he's being asked to clean his room. Dude, he was like that second and third trip to the line. <laughs> he was. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. He had 12 boards, 13 points, 3 assists. He's 5 for 20. In the series, he's 5 for 20. Is it the coward's way with Washington doing this? No. To me, look, I'm not a fan of the strategy because it slows the game down. It's not fun, but it is a strategy. It's Because if you think about it, Ben Simmons is a great ball handler. He's a pretty good defensive player. So if you do this and it makes Doc think about sitting him in the fourth quarter, that helps your team. It's called strategy. I'm all for it. Frankly, it's pathetic that at this point in his career, he can't... I'm not saying he has to be like J.J. Redick and be just a dynamite shooter and a 50-40-90 guy, but he ought to be able to shoot 70% from the line. Is he the most overrated offensive guard who's made an All-NBA team in the last 20 years? I can't find a more 
um, unproductive guard on the offensive side. Because I mean, we know his defensive talent. But on the offensive side of the ball, he brings nothing for you. Nothing at all. He can't hit a three. He can't hit a perimeter shot. He can't hit a free throw. He can get to the lane. But it's more, it's more, I mean, a guard's going to sit at the elbow of the wing and say, shoot it. Shoot it. I would. If you want to come to the hoop, I'll meet you there. But shoot the ball. And until you make three threes in a row, I'm going to just laugh. Well, the other thing is, too, you alluded to, because uh, you got to obviously watch the fouls because, you you know, it's quick. You can get in the bonus real quick, and then there's other, there's other players on Philadelphia that can take advantage of it. But the other thing is, too, uh, to me, Ben Simmons also showed yesterday he's not tough. He, he showed his body language when he went to the free throw line. He threw a fit when Westbrook fouled him going for the dunk, which, ironically enough, I thought was hilarious that he also missed. Yeah. Uh, and so, to me, he showed his mental weakness. He does not want to do that. So, not only is this strategy valid in terms of limiting him, potentially taking him off in the fourth quarter, you might stop him as a whole driving to the hoop. Because he doesn't want to go to the line, doesn't want to get fouled. He ain't going to drive anymore. Then he's just out there dancing around, and now you get to play four on five. Okay, so if we go, because Ben Simmons has made first team, right? Has he made a first team yet? No, he has not. He's all defensive team, right? He's done that yeah. once or twice. He hasn't made an all-NBA team yet. Well, rightfully so. There you go. So there he's not go. overrated. To me, yeah. it's like watching Dwight Howard again, but even Dwight Howard, you have to give credit because with the right team around him, with I mean, Turkaloo had his moments that year that they went to the finals, but Dwight Howard elevated a team at least to the finals. Yeah, amen. Ben Simmons has Joel Embiid. They still can't figure it out. Yeah, he still has not... All right, well, I take that back. I, I thought he made an All-NBA team. He hasn't. In fact, he'll make... Actually, he made last year's All-NBA team, third team, I should say. Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, regards Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, James Harden, Luka Doncic. Wow. Uh, I, I, I just... I, he's not productive offensively, and so I, I'm with you. That conversation of, do you just sit him in the fourth quarter and, and, and find another way around this? Well, the thing that's, I think, even more embarrassing is how much crap has, and granted, he's obviously gotten, he's the lone star, and he's won MVP, so he's the spotlight's been on him. But how much crap has um, Giannis gotten onto Takumbo for not developing an outside shot? Yeah. Right? Ben Simmons has done nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing to improve his game. Amen. Totally with you on this. Yeah, Giannis is the one everybody's like, oh, man, if he doesn't improve his game. He's won MVPs and elevated a team by himself. I mean, there's other players that were wrong, like Middleton's good. And there's good players on the team, but he's the superstar. Yeah, Ben Simmons has Embiid, who has his own issue in terms of health that can't stay healthy, and they can't figure it out. It's ridiculous. Hey, if there is a weakness, I want to turn back to Utah Jazz really quickly. If there's a weakness right now with Donovan Mitchell, what is it? Um, durability, I guess. I would I would tend to say over aggressiveness, but I think that's what's interesting about this this spurt. I don't care for them having to play those super meaningful minutes late, but it I think it's kind of a balanced out that Donovan's not going to play hero ball all the time. Jazz need it, he goes and does it. It's been successful to this point, so I guess dur- durability. I mean, because I think you could see it last night. I definitely yelled at him a couple times early on because he wasn't playing defense. There's a couple times, specifically Dylan Brooks drove, and Westbrook was like, oh, excuse me, go ahead. <laughs> I, the, and the other part with this is you talk about the over-aggressiveness. I think we need that from Donovan. We need that killer instinct from Donovan again because uh, that's what's kind of helped us pull away or at least kept us, at, 
kept Memphis at bay is when Donovan says, you know, I got to take over the game. I've got to score. And I know I was very critical of it, but watching the Jazz in the fourth quarter, we 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 didn't have one two point field goal in the fourth quarter, yeah. not one. Donovan had to go to the line and shoot like six whatever free throws it was. I mean, there was a three from Bogey, a three from Donovan, a three from Mike, and another three from Mike. We had 12 points all from deep in the fourth. Everything else came from the line. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love the aggressiveness from Donovan to be able to get to the hole. Uh, 1570 says, I don't think the hack of Shaq was effective because Shaq or Howard had to be passed the ball. Simmons has the ball in his hand every play, so now they either have to sit him or not give him the ball. Either way, he can't use his playmaking. Uh. Three uh, nine three one zero says Donovan is inefficient and always has been. Love him though. Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, oh yeah. By the way, his interview idea is pretty good too. I, I still need to work on that. And get the interview set up. Anybody else? Five zero nine nine says Ben Simmons isn't good at the line, and we know that. But nobody talking about Luca shooting forty point six percent from the free throw line. That's so true. I said it. No, don't give me that five zero nine nine. I said it earlier. Luca hit a damn free throw. Was my exact quote. I think those both teams that that matchup is perfect for each other. They're both teams who take themselves way too seriously. <laughs> they're like that. Uh, they're like that rec ball softball team who dresses up in <laughs> uniforms and brings their really cool bags to the rec league. <laughs> I say that because I saw it happen last Wednesday. You're not. You're not adding anybody on Twitter at all right now, right? Like you're not nope. referencing anyone. Okay, uh, just, nope. just double checking. That's his lying face. But no, 5099 <laughs> is correct. Luca wants to be a star. I, the only caveat I would give is Luca has been in the league less, but only only slightly give him that benefit of the doubt compared to Ben Simmons because um, Luca played in a very competitive uh, Spanish league, very competitive European league. So he should be a better free throw shooter than this. But Ben Simmons has done not. I feel like Luca has elevated his game. And you can yeah, see but at least Luca to... can hit a perimeter shot. I agree. Luca has elevated the Mavericks. So I'm saying, yeah. to me, Ben Simmons is more excusable <laughs> because Ben Simmons right now is the same player he was when he got drafted. How about uh, how about Kristaps Porzingis bringing in some effect too, having an He's impact? Terrible in game three. Yeah, he wasn't great. But I'm saying like in games one and two, he was decent. Well, that's what you trade two first-round picks for him. You better you better hope you get that out of contract. it. Yeah. The other thing is, you want to talk about fragility, which I think Philly has. I think mentally, the Clippers have at some point. You are seven feet plus. Get to the basket, please. Yeah, I get that he wants to shoot and all that, but good gosh, Ajay, you could guard him, and he ain't gonna step inside the paint. He's terrified. Yeah. and I don't know why either, because he's so athletic. He can do whatever he wants in the paint. He's really athletic. I don't get it. It's it's pathetic. It's one of the things my dad talked about growing up. He said if you're he said anybody, but especially if you're if you're a two guard on down and you don't have a post up game, you're an embarrassment to the game because at some <laughs> oh, point geez. you should get a mismatch that you should be able to take advantage of, and everybody should have at least basic post up moves. Chris Stapps is over seven feet. I think he's seven two, seven three. Get down, bend your knees, and learn how to post up. Stop taking freaking three pointers. And I'm talking. What, when did the shot develop that people take threes and then they start running away? Like, he's the worst. That he shoots it, and I'm like, here comes a clang, and he's already halfway down the corner. It's a like, good thing because he's coming out. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, Lakers and Mavericks are tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Utah Jazz are at 7.30. By the way, do you want to hear a sad story, AJ? Um, who's it about? Me. Oh, yes. Then yes. <laughs> what Hold on, let me. Do you want some music with it? or? Uh, yeah, you can put some music with it if you want. I don't care. All right. This is go. depressing. So, 
Uh, I helped go in on some season tickets for the Utah Jazz a few years ago. Uh-huh. And they turn into playoff tickets, and the guy who has the most money, like he's a rich dude, score bought the playoff tickets for this year. And he's like, all right, you know, here's, you know, we're, we'll get these, you know, dealed out or whatever. And I'm like nowhere to be found on the list. And so finally, tomorrow night was going to be my chance to go to the game, and I was excited. He's like, hey, you're going to go. Go with uh, a few other people. You're going to have a blast. It'll be great. Well, I then announced that I'm 1-7, in seven, or the Jazz were 1-7 in seven when I attend the games. Oof, that's rough. I got booted off the list, and yeah, I don't get to go tomorrow night. To be honest, that's fair. That is... That's bull crap is what it is. Small brain move, Ajay. You don't, no, you don't, you don't say that. <laughs> why don't we test your luck it when the Jazz... Big fails over there. Why don't we test your... <laughs> Cheesed. <laughs> Why don't we test your luck when the Jazz host either the Clippers or Mavericks? Because those prima donnas against your streak, I feel much more confident in. Well, not only that, but the NBA's rigging it anyway, so I'm not going to feel as bad. It's decided. Uh, the <laughs> you could you could quit now. They've decided. Lakers over Brooklyn in eight. Hey, give the people what they want. Are you guys amazed that I was just looking at this? But uh, for the Clippers, Zubac Zubac is Zubac. playing. Isn't that a medicine or like a pill or something too? Zubac? There's the Xylotech? Xylotech? I don't know. Who cares? Huh. Anyways, dude, he's averaging 17 and a half minutes. I had no idea he's playing that many minutes. They started, I think he, he, I I didn't watch a ton of game four, but I think they started uh, cutting his back because basically Luca was hunting for him and Beverly. (laughs) It wasn't going so well. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, we'll get to more of uh, the NBA. We'll also have our stat. That blew your mind in our Player of the Week. All coming up on the Full Court Press. Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting-edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Visit lessolson.com to learn more. Ladies, do you have your men's ring yet? We know that he got you the perfect ring, so let's get him one that will show how much you care, such as a -a one-of-a-kind Damascus steel, his choice of camo, or an exquisite redwood inlay. And if you really want something out of this world, come check out our meteorite rings. For the largest selection of unique men's rings, make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Make it special, make it It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Salveson. You know, it's about being involved in your community. Does the community feel a connection with that football program? Or do they feel like they're just going around asking for money? How are you treating your patrons? I know it's a tight line to walk. It's not easy. I, I get that. But the community needs to feel connected and proud of the product and the institution. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. Wouldn't it be nice to work for a company that puts their employees first and isn't afraid to say thanks for a job well done? 
An employer who respects you and has no problem rewarding you with a competitive wage and benefits package? You belong with a company like 3rd Gen Machine right here in Logan. 3rd Gen Machine is hiring CNC operators, machinists, and maintenance technicians. Apply on Indeed. Just go to Indeed.com and search 3rd Gen Machine. Trust me, 3rd Gen Machine is where you want to be. Equal opportunity employer. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. Aaron has 17 fourth quarter wins. Oh, Colin, that's because they don't trail much. Neither does Russell Wilson, and he's got 35% more than Aaron. Joe Flacco has more than Aaron. Andy Dalton has more than Aaron. Aaron is not a foxhole guy. He sours very quickly. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, AJ Knight, Cody Olson, I'm Maje Salison. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so. Mountain Crest, former Mustang head baseball coach, Steve Hansen, will join AJ and I to talk about his career. Uh, we're going to spend the hour with him. If you have any questions, I, by the way, so we don't have any Mustang fans that join us Yeah, I'll take kind of challenge you guys. You guys are like, yeah, Everyone's whatever. like, nah, Logan. We're good. I'm a Bear River fan. I'm a Spanish Fork fan. Spanish Fork? Oh. Dude, I, I don't know. West you, Side Pirates all the way. They don't want to listen to <laughs> West Side Pirates. <laughs> Preston. Preston. I, no, I like I, I like Preston West Side. It's awesome to be able to um, cover them a little bit, you know, and, and keep up with what they're doing over there yeah. in Idaho. They and they've had a lot of success too. Anyways, uh, but uh, Coach Hanson will join AJ and I for the full hour uh, coming up at five o'clock. We're excited to have him um, break down uh, some of his uh, memories and just you know what it's crazy like. They, they, they're the runner-up in the state championship, and his son now is the head coach. Like, when did that decision come about? You know, how early did they make that decision? How long ago did they make that decision? They had a bet, obviously. You win state, you get a coach from Oregon. You, you didn't win, all right, get out of here, old man. My turn. My turn. Yeah. My turn Go to uh, step in. And it's crazy. I, I don't know if you'll get the chance to meet Trace, AJ, but he's he's just like his dad. He really is in, in almost every single way. Just, you know, soft-spoken, you know, off the field. Um, he's... And he, like, Steve is really, 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 really good with the media. A couple of coaches that were at Mountain Crest who have now been let go could have learned a lesson from, from Coach Hansen because Coach Hansen was really, really good with the media. Loss or win, he was extremely, extremely polite, professional, uh, and, and those coaches could have learned a lesson from Coach. And the thing is, is though, he doesn't, wanna, he doesn't want that spotlight, though. Like, he, he deflects, you know, when it's a win, it's we. If it's a loss, it's I. He never... You know, he never pinpoints a kid ever. And uh, just one of the most impressive guys I've ever been around. I got to spend four years with him, and it was really a, an incredible experience for me. So we'll we'll get into all that more. We're actually going to play a game with him. We're going to put him on the spot. He's probably going to hate me after it, but that's okay. You're taking uh, a bold chance here, Ajay, saying all this stuff before he gets here. You're probably here to be like, you know what, actually. Yeah, I'm just going to turn around. There's I'm Mickey D's. I'm get, good. You can grab yourself a bag of sunflower seeds and head the other way. Um, let's go ahead and get to our stat that uh, blew our mind. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. Still gets me every time. <laughs> hey, so mine's not as much of a stat as it's 
pretty cool memory. On this day it's in not '94, a memory that blew your mind, Audrey. The memory yeah. that blew, blew our my minds. brain. Um, okay, on this day in '94, Reggie Miller scored 25 in the fourth in Game Five of the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Knicks. That's a lot of points. They trailed by 12 going into the fourth and outscored the Knicks 35 to 16, one by seven. He scored 25 of their 35 points in that fourth quarter. That's was that the game where he was like, he might have grabbed himself in front of Spike Lee and his wife? Because Spike Lee wouldn't shut his mouth. I have to tell you, that <laughs> rivalry is not talked about nearly enough. I feel like no, talks it's about not. Jordan and the Knicks. <laughs> and Reggie th- Miller and the Knicks is pretty good. Dude, I and I think that's the one. I don't know. Maybe that, I can't remember if that's the one or not, but John Starks missed a couple free throws at the line. <laughs> and they and Reggie says they fouled him on purpose because they knew he didn't want to be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> is that the, I think that's the game, right? That's... That's awesome. You're, you're right. It's not a talked enough about it's not rivalry. About it's so the uh, the Miller time or winning time, excuse me, of yes. uh, it was thirty for thirty, yes, yes. which it's it, it's sort of biased. Actually, it's really biased because they didn't tell you how good the Knicks were and how bad Reggie played at times. They were just like, "Hey, Reggie was really really good." Okay, AJ, I'll actually do a stat that blew my mind. Dude, that's a cool one, man. Do you know how many total shots the Wizards took yesterday as a team? No. They took 88. Do you know what Bradley Beal and Wessel Westbrook, those two, just those two combined to do? Uh, 41 and a half? They were, they were 12 for 42. Stop it. Amazing. 12 for 42. Amazing. Westbrook was 3 for 19. Bradley Beal was 9 for 23. The team as a whole was 40 for 88. Okay, okay. Do you want Berton Crouton shooting a three, or do you want Russell Westbrook well, shooting a three? Okay, I just want you to, I just want to reiterate this. Westbrook and Beal combined to go 12 of 42. That means the rest of the team, the rest of the team went 28 of 46. That's not great. And they won. And they won. They won. Thank you, Ben Simmons. Well, that dude, credit Ben Simmons for the win. That's all you have to do. (laughs) We'd like to thank Ben Simmons for our win. We knew you could pull it off for us, big guy. No one talks about him enough. You are really an all-defensive player. I mean, you are the only person who can stop yourself you, from missing three throws. Do you ever think the front office, that the Phillies, like ever steps away from the game? Maybe like they go to get a hot dog or the bathroom, and someone comes back. Because what happens? Beats hurt again, man. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's huge too because he's doubtful for Game Five. I mean, they don't need him as much as Lakers need AD. But yes, yeah. we should have bet on that at the beginning. Who's going to miss more games, AD or Embiid? That would have been a good bet. Cody, do you have a stat or yeah, a memory? Yeah, I think I have it on my paper. I'll use this one. Uh, KD, Kyrie, and Harden's 104 points versus Boston uh, on the 30th uh, are tied for the most in a trio in playoff game NBA history. Pretty sweet. Oh, no. I'm so impressed. I know. Brooklyn. That's the stat that blew my mind. Gosh, you're such and a memory. jerk. And memory. Uh-huh. Dude, memory. I was just trying. Memory I was trying to add something new to it. Reggie Miller scoring twenty five in the fourth against the Knicks in ninety four is pretty cool because that's when they actually played real defense. You know, you, if you like, if you didn't scrape him with a fingernail, it was a flagrant two. Like you had a, I mean, you had to really like slap him in the face. Actually, that was only a flagrant one if you slap him in the face in ninety four. If you kicked him in the groin, you're not, you're that correct. was. You're not if you wrong, kicked him think. in the groin, they were going to review it, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a for sure ejection back in the day. Draymond Green would have flourished. In 94. Do you want me to get your walker Dylan so Brooks. you can trade spots with me in just a second? My Audrey? brother would flourish in that era. I played I played pickup basketball last time I saw my brother. I would have flourished. I got kneed in the groin. He stuck his finger in my eye. Nice. I got scratched on the arm. 
And he also somehow managed to punch me in the gut. I don't know how he pulled that one off. Dude, when I was I was ferocious in rec ball back in the day. I, I gave so I would like grab I would like nearly de pants you. <laughs> when you like, you know, like on the inbounds, I just de pants you. And then like I mean the player would complain. I'm like, I'm not trying to pull his pants, I'm not a Bye, pervert. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We tend to think of the NBA playoffs as a war of attrition, but this year it's the NBA postseason that looks like it's going to come down to health. The Lakers' Anthony Davis is dealing with a groin injury. This after LeBron missed time with an ankle injury. The Suns' Chris Paul battling a shoulder injury. The Mavs' Luka Doncic has a nerve issue. Last night, the Sixers' Joel Embiid left with a sore knee. Hopefully these players won't miss many games and be close to 100%. But this is just the first round. It's not going to get easier. We've seen other seasons come down to major injuries, most recently when Kevin Durant blew out his Achilles against the Raptors in 2019. That's no excuse, and there's no need to talk about asterisks. That's the reality of the NBA. We don't want injuries to be the main takeaway from the 2021 playoffs. But you have to admit, it certainly adds to the mystery of what has already been a very unpredictable postseason. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Does it belong in a museum? Well, get him something new for Father's Day. A Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor is perfect for an extra close, precise shave. The best Father's Day gift is giving dad something that he won't give himself. Top shelf grooming products. Dollar Shave Club's got you and dad. Get one now at a store near you or as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash Patrick. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Patrick. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you want small and simple or a little more, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner works personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. And you can rest assured the Riverwoods Conference Center is following every guideline from the CDC and Health Department. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers, but that's okay because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Visit PHAssociation.org to help provide hope for children with PH. The Pulmonary Hypertension Association, empowered by hope. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We are Sports! And here's what you need to know. One game in the Diamonds right now, and that has the White Sox with a 3-2 lead over Cleveland. They're headed to the third inning. Billy Hamilton, a three-run triple. Looked a lot like a Little League home run to give 
Chicago the lead. Meanwhile, the night in the NBA playoffs gets underway this hour as we tip off three first-round matchups. 7.30 Eastern, it'll be Game 5 in the East as Boston hosts the, as Brooklyn hosts the Celtics. The Nets need a three games-to-one series lead. They can close it out with a victory tonight. Kemba Walker, Robert Williams listed as doubtful for Boston. The Bucks await the winner of this series. Coming up at 9 Eastern, Game 5 in the West. Denver hosts Portland. The Nuggets and Trailblazers tied at two games apiece. At 10 Eastern, Game 5 as the Suns host the Lakers. They're tied at two all. Reports have suggested Anthony Davis will not play due to a groin strain. Contavious Caldwell-Pope should be good to go for L.A. Joel Embiid doubtful for Game 5 against Washington tomorrow due to a knee injury. I'm Ralph Irvin. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. He does look... Uh, well, he kind of looks professional. I don't even know how they work. <laughs> I love it. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Hour number two here on, on 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm Ozzy and AJ Knight, Cody Olson here, and our guest host for the 5 to 6 o'clock hour is a former head Mustang, uh, Mount Crest Mustang baseball coach, Steve Hansen. Uh, and if you don't know Coach Steve Hansen, you've been in Cache Valley, you've been living underneath a rock. Uh, he is 436 total victories as a coach, his fourth most in state history. His 337 victories at one school, which is Mountain Crest, is sixth in state history. His 22 consecutive victories, which occurred in 2003, uh, is sixth all-time in state history. He won a state championship with Tooele in 96, a state championship with Mountain Crest in 99, which he became the first coach in 4A history to ever lose a game early in the state tournament and then turn around and come back and win the state championship. He won it again in 09. He was a runner-up in 07, and in this most recent year in 2021, Head coach, former head coach of the Mount Crest Mustangs for the baseball team, Coach Hanson here. Coach, honor and pleasure. Thank you for your time. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, I appreciate this opportunity and so on. I just listened to you read all that stuff. That just means I've, I'm pretty old and I've been around a long time. So, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. Too. So, so anyway, I guess if you coach a long time, you you maybe get those opportunities. <laughs> so anyway, uh, coach, you decided to step down. Uh, it was a really shock to everybody. I got like five or six text messages from people. About at every school except Mountain Crest, asking about if this was true or not, and I had to turn around and ask you, when did that decision occur, or how did it occur, and what was the process of that leading up to it? Well, basically, me and my wife Jill, which has been a great support throughout my whole career, uh, we kind of talked about it throughout the year, and, and it's just getting to be that time, and and uh, you know during the state tournament, I went in and talked with the administration and told them I I was well, I was going to be done, but I, I wanted to keep it a secret until. Till after our team banquet, I, you know, I already tired one time and, and I already went through it and, and stuff. And so I just wanted to keep it a secret and just kind of go out on a quiet note. Did the state championship or being the state championship, did that kind of solidify or confirm your thoughts that you wanted to step down? 
No, I, I was planning on doing that beforehand. Okay. Uh, that was just kind of icing on the cake. And, and uh, you know, going through that state state tournament was, was a great way to end my career on, for sure. Your boy, Trace Hansen, now is the uh, new head coach of the Mount Crest Mustangs. Nobody's surprised, but everybody is thrilled. Around the Valley, it was getting raving reviews for the choice to make him the head coach. Uh, did you know that was coming, or what was that process, or what was the decision like with that? Well, I was hoping the, the whole time it was going to be. Uh, when I talked to the administration, when I told him I, I was going to step down, you know, he's definitely the person I recommended and wanted to be. Uh, they had to go through the proper channels and so on. But uh, uh, Trace is going to do an awesome job, and, and I'm excited as a dad to, to go to the games and watch him coach. And and that he, his knowledge for baseball is, is just unreal, so, so it'll be a lot of fun. Got anything, AJ? Coach, what's your uh, role going to be with your kid taking over? Because I'd imagine you said, I want to retire, but with your son taking over, I think that would be a little bit easier said than done. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's a little different that way. But, uh, uh, you know, he, he's throwing a bunch of questions off me right now. But but I just kind of said, here you go. Uh, let me know if you need any help and so on. Uh, of course, I'll still take care of the field and do some things that way. I was fixing the sprinklers today. so But uh, I told him I, I can help out any way possible. And, or I can just keep score on game changer and eat sunflower seeds. So, so, so anyway, that way I, I'm I'm good anyway. What's your choice on sunflower seeds? I've never known this question. Did somebody asked me to ask you today. Oh, I like the spits, the the green one, the seasoned ones, I guess. Uh, green spits. I, I don't know the proper the exact name. I think they're seasoned, but I so anyway. So, someone had me like have dill pickle seeds, and I were horrible. I, I just want normal sunflower seeds. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much just for the, the original salt ones, but the dill pickles aren't too bad. You should give them a try. You really like them? Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. So you used anyway. to keep a bag of sunflower seeds in the back of your pocket, if I remember about it. I, I did. I I used to eat a lot of seeds. Like I've kind of calmed down now lately with the seeds. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but it, yeah, I used to eat a bunch of them. Uh, I w- I remember talking to a uh, longtime assistant Phil Johnson at Jerry Sloan one time. And I asked him if he ever missed, like, coaching. And he said, no. He's like, it's, it, it was time to move on. I knew when to move on. It, it's good to be done. And I, I missed it. You know, I don't miss the traveling or anything like that. I might miss the players, but that's it. Where's your feeling on now that you're going to be done? Do you feel like you're going to be satisfied? Or do you feel like you're gonna, there's going to be that itch to come back even, even next spring when it turns around? No, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely done. I, I, I feel like I, I've, you know, I put in 30, 31 years, basically. Uh, doing this and I feel like right now I'm, I'm done and I'm ready just to watch my my son Trace coach and uh, just kind of hang out and enjoy the game of baseball and so I like I said I already quit one time in 2012 and yeah they talked me into coming back when when we split with Ridgeline and but I'm very glad they did because uh, uh, I really enjoyed this last five years doing that so coach you talked about your prolonged career and how you said it just means that you coach for a long time and I think that's that's uh, putting it very mildly. Obviously, you don't get to coach for a long time unless you have a lot of success. And without giving away secrets, I guess, what was the key to that success? Because obviously, AJ read all your accolades. You had a very long and a distinguished career as a, as a baseball coach. Well, of course, you know, you got to have good assistance. And I've always had great assistance. You know, here at Mountain Crest, uh, early on in my, when I first came here from Twill, I, I had a great, some very good assistants in Brad Parkinson, Nick Lindley and Alex Hansen, and uh, then after that, my my assistants now, you know, uh, Trace, of course, Dustin Smith, Waylon Hervey, Zach Brinkerhoff, and then everybody else throughout, but, but they've been my, my main ones. Uh, the assistants are great. And then also just show the passion, 
passion for the game, uh, the excitement, show up to practice excited, prepared, ready to go, uh, do the best you can on the field, you know, have the nice uniforms, you know, that sort of stuff. And I think if you show that, uh, it goes a long ways and shows that passion throughout the whole year. What are you going to miss most? Well, you, you know, you always hear the old guys say, you know, you're going to miss the players, you're going to miss the relationships, you're going to do all that. And, and as I've gotten older and on, that that is true. I, I'm going to miss I, – I used to really love the games, and I still did, but but I really like practice and preparing later on in my career. And and, and I, I think I'm going to miss that, just, just kind of hanging out and, and being with my assistant coaches and the players and – you know the players think I'm honoring and that sort of stuff at times, but I think you've softened uh, up from what I've been told. You know, I, I've had a lot of people tell me that that I've softened up a little bit, and uh, I guess I have. So, but I guess that just comes comes along with with things. But but yeah, uh, you never had a losing record versus a region team in in region four or region eleven. So back then and now, never had a losing record. That's that's incredible. Does it tell? People thought our region was weak because they would see Mountain Crest at to the top of the standings almost every single year. Did you agree with that, or do you feel like our region was tough and it just ended up having a good team? I think our regions uh, throughout the years have gotten a lot better. I think baseball up here in northern Utah has gotten a lot better uh, the last you know, 10, 12, 15 years. Uh, northern Utah baseball does get a little bad rap because, I, I guess, of the weather type of thing or, or so on, but... But, you know, even this year, our region was very, very good. Uh, we made it through uh, those uh, super regionals, I guess is what they called yeah. it, and made it down to Salt Lake. And, uh, you know, it, to go through a region 15 games or whatever it is that year uh, and win the thing, uh, you know, that, that's a great accomplishment. So so however the region is, uh, you know, of course we'd always take it. So, Did Ridgeline and the Mountain Crest split? How much did that hurt the talent over at Mountain Crest? It, it was a tough split. Uh you know, we had some talent, talented kids, uh, players. Those first couple of years was tough uh, uh, to, to come back and to get things going and so on. It, it was a tough, tough time for a couple of years. But, uh, you know, five years ago we won five games, you know, and, and this year we played for the state championship. So so I believe we got it turned around, and, and there's some good players coming up through, and, and Mountain Crest is in, in good shape right now. Coach, 31 years is a long time to coach in one sport. What are some of the biggest things that stand out and changes you've seen, whether in the region, in the sport itself, over the start to now the end of your coaching career? Well, you know, baseball in general has just gotten much, much better. Uh, just the emphasis on baseball, the the off-season uh, workouts, the off-season play, and, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, baseball in Utah has, has gotten much better throughout throughout the years, and and throughout the whole state, and it, it is an emphasis now, and uh, you know we're we're just happy about that, and and uh, I'm glad to see it just getting better and better. Let's talk about your 2021 Mountain Crest baseball team. They weren't even supposed to be in the state semifinal, nonetheless, the state championship. There, you guys find yourself versus a very qual, very good quality team in Snow Canyon. Talk about that run getting to the state championship, and just uh, your guys' game plan also getting to that far. That's that's a tough way to go. Well, you know, uh, we didn't end up winning our region, and, and but we had a very good year, and uh, we knew that that all along that our pitching staff, you know, was as good as our pitching staff was, and and they came and 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 pitched very very well during that state tournament, and we made a good run, and we got a few breaks, we got a call here or there, and which is what it takes. I've always said, just be those four or five teams that always has a chance 
that they talk about each year, and you might get a call go your way. You might be one of those those teams at the end. And we we ended up playing our best baseball at the end of the season and throughout that state championship state championship run uh, game, I should say. And even the game that we lost to Snow King in the two, we we played very good baseball. We just didn't happen to score enough runs, but but we played great baseball. I ask this like respectfully. But do you feel like you lost it in to, or at least to game one of Snow Canyon? You only give up two hits and you lose three to one. Do you feel like you lost it more than Snow Canyon won that game? Does that still bug you? It, it does because uh, we outplayed them in every aspect of the game except for the score, which of course that's the most important. But uh, we, you know, we uh, we gave them gave them a couple of runs on a pass ball, a drop third strike. Uh, you know, it's just something that happens, and, and we didn't come up with some base hits when needed, but. Uh, we held down a very good Snow Canyon team to, to two hits, and but we ended up losing. And, and and then after you lose that first one, it's it's hard to come back. But but we came back the next day and played played a very good baseball game. So uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of, without a doubt. Do you like the RPI? Yeah, I mean, I, do. I mean, now, hey, you're retired. You can say uh-huh. whatever you want now. No, I I really <laughs> I really like the RPI. I, I think at first I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. I still don't know exactly how they. They do all the computer stuff and all that, but we look at it each week, and and it's interesting, and and so on, and uh, you know, as we looked at it going in that the last eight teams, uh, there's only one team that was in the top eight that didn't make it through. Wow! And uh, you know, Bear River upset Crimson Cliffs. Uh, you know, that's a nine and eight seed, and mm-hmm. other than that, the top eight teams made it through. So, so the RPI in baseball, right there, at least you know, showed that. That's pretty correct. Do you feel like Northern Utah, because the whole message from the state of Utah when it comes to baseball is that Northern Utah can't compete with Utah County, Southern Utah. But it seems like Mountain Crest has been that one team that can do just the opposite. I mean, you guys have beaten some great teams, especially in Utah County as well. Uh, Do you feel like the baseball talent here has equaled Utah County and Southern Utah? Well, there there is a lot of great baseball players and great baseball teams and in uh, southern Utah and Utah County, so so we do have to do our very best to to compete with those guys. And 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 there's times that we've gone down there, you know, early in the year, and just got it handed to us. But by the time uh, the state tournament comes around or something like that, we're we're ready to compete and so on. But but we have to we have to do everything possible up here, work out off season, do all that stuff to compete with those guys down down there without a doubt. There. There, there are some great baseball players and great teams. Coach, what's a piece of advice maybe you had this year as you coached through your last year you wish you could have given yourself in year one and possibly give your son as he gets ready to take over Mountain Crest? Well, you know, I've always tried to enjoy it. Of course, it's tough at times. Uh, <laughs> it's stressful. It's always on your mind. I, I can see my son doing it right now. He's He hardly sleeps. He's got clothes all over all over his front room and this and that and so on, you know, just trying to get everything organized. But but just to enjoy it and enjoy the relationships and, and, and that sort of stuff. But, but yet also, you know, have passion for it. You, you have to have passion, and that rubs on to the players. And, and they can see that, that this means a lot to you and it'll mean a lot to them. How much so. does Trace emulate you? Well, a lot of people say he looks just like That's, me. I said that today, actually, in the 4 o'clock <laughs> so, hour. It's yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, but uh, I, I think so. He might be a little more fiery now and again. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm a pretty laid back guy unless, you know, there's an umpire in front of me, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, you know, 
Trace is good. It, you know, he had got a couple of years of college coach under his belt and, you know, also playing. And, and I think he'll uh, continue this and will add his own touch to the program. And, and it's just going to get better, you know, with, with him being in charge. Do you think he's excited to be back? Oh, I think he's, he's thrilled. He's, he's absolutely thrilled and, and, and he's ready to go. And, and we're glad that, that he's there. So what's the uh, plan for you? I mean, you're going to go golfing on the uh, Bahamas. I mean, what's, Get 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 out. You can go travel well, a bit. Work on a tan. We're gonna try. Well, I, I don't know about traveling, but yeah, we're gonna golf and and you know travel to us is going to St. George or to Nevada or something like that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll do that. And you know, I retired from teaching also. And uh, oh, last did. year, yeah, I didn't teach this this year. Oh, okay. So I, I, I still do some driver's ed, and, and I'm going to pick up a few jobs here and there. But uh, my wife Jill, she's still working at Utah State. She she has to for our insurance. So. She's 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 carries the insurance in the family now. So <laughs> anyway, I had no. Are you? What are you gonna do with yourself, Coach? I, you know, just kind of hang out and, uh, like I say, pick up a few jobs here and there, and fix a sprinkler, mow a lawn, and that's about it. Uh, summer ball. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting how busy summer ball can get. I, I in fact, when I, I kind of coached my first season at Green Canyon. I didn't know how busy summer baseball could get. Is it weird to have that much time off now for you? Yeah, it's going to be with, without a doubt. You know, I'm still kind of doing the Legion schedule sure. and kind of being in charge of that okay. and, and so on. But uh, but it, summer baseball is very, very busy, and it's 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 actually going to be kind of nice. Uh, you know, as we speak, they're there practicing, and oh, you know, I'm okay. just kind of doing this and, and so on, and I hadn't worried about a practice plan today. So <laughs> so that part of it's going to be nice, yes. We had a text message from 2409. Uh, it says, I coached against Coach Hansen for many years in American Legion. You always knew his kids would play the game right and play hard. I'll never forget an 11-inning game pitched by Ryan Jessup versus Nate Hess in an epic 3-2 game. Congratulations, Steve, on a great career. Oh, thank you. I, I don't know. It sounds like a Bear River name. And Ryan Jessup was a, a fantastic pitcher. He's part of our uh, 2000 – no, it was 1999 state championship team. I believe he was a junior then. An 11-inning so game? Oof. Yeah. That's a heck of a pitcher duel. Yeah, I'm sure that was back. That was back too, and we didn't have those that pitch council. Who who knows how many pitches they threw then? So, hey, coach, did you? <laughs> if there's any changes you can make to high school baseball, maybe in the state of Utah, what would it be at this time? Well, you know, I think it's in pretty good shape. I love the the state tournament format this year oh, okay. with the super regional and, and the two pods, and then the best two out of three, kind of like the college game, and uh, you know, just. Just we just need to just keep plugging away and and keep getting this game better and better here in Utah and, and staying caught up with the, our surrounding states and and that and, and I, I think it's in good hands right now. I was going to ask good. you: Do you feel like Utah baseball has stayed at least somewhat on pace with those surrounding states? Yeah, I believe so. You know, if if you take the same type of states with the, our same weather and, and that sort of stuff, I think we're right there with, with everybody. You know, of course you got. The Arizonas and Texas and and Floridas that that you know their weather just just helps them out a Absolutely. bunch to do that. So we'll take a break. Coming back, we'll get to more with uh, Coach Steve Hanson. We'll take down a trip down memory lane, recap some games and and whatnot, and uh, much much more here on the Full Court Press. If you want, if you've got a question or a comment for Coach Hanson, text it on our Gil Mortgage text line at four three five three three nine zero three two one. You listen to the Full Court Press on one zero six ten The Fan. Do you have a son or daughter who's in high school, or maybe they're attending a university, college, or trade school? What if they decided to start a business right here in Cache Valley? Wouldn't that be cool? 
Would you shop at their business or use their services? <laughs> You'd probably tell everyone you know to shop there. Hey, you might even wear a sandwich board or tattoo their business logo on your forehead. Did you know when you and your family shop at locally owned businesses, every dollar you spend returns an average of 300% more money to our community compared to just 13.6% for big chains or next to zero if you shop those companies online. Shopping locally creates jobs for you, your neighbor, your family, and it creates tax revenue for our community, parks, police, roads. But don't wait for your son or daughter to start a business. Support local business today. And when your son or daughter opens their business, we'll support them too. See how you can help at CashValleyMediaGroup.com. Oh, McDerrill has a farm and appliance farm. With down-home country prices and big city selection. E-I-E-I-O. This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, 1069 The Fan, head coach, former head coach, I got a question, head coach, uh, former head coach of the Mount Crest Mustang baseball team. It is Steve Hansen here joining us on 1069 The Fan. If you got a question or comment for Coach Hansen, 435-339-0321. Coach, you know, we had you on, I think, last year. And if I would have known you were going to be here and you were going to retire, then we wouldn't even have done last year's interview so we could actually save this all for this year. But what the heck? Here we go again. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Your 99 state championship team. First team to ever make a run into the state championship and win after losing an early game. Do you remember who you lost to and how that run went? Was it like eight games in three days? Or how many games was yeah, it? Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know. Not yet. Uh, we lost to Murray on our, the third day of the state of the which tournament. is really early back then. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so you play the first two games, and then then it was the Tuesday after that, and there's maybe four undefeateds at that time. And then we lost on that Tuesday, so we had to play. I think two on Wednesday, two on Thursday, two on Friday, something like that to come back and win that thing. So it's crazy. And then you had, if I remember, you had two game winning home runs. One of them was to get you into the. Was one of them to get you in the state championship? One of us, no, just to keep us alive. We we played a Pleasant Grove and Spanish Fork on the Wednesday after we lost on Tuesday. Jeez. And Nick Bott, uh, yeah, he uh, hit two seventh inning home runs. You know, in, in the same day to to put us ahead and to win. One of them was at the top of the seventh. One was the bottom. Of, so it was a walk off. So so it was a good day for old Nick and you know Mountain Crest, of course. So. When you uh, went into a 
I, I think it was in 01. It's my sophomore year. And we won the first two games of state. I think we beat, yeah, we beat Mountain View in the snow, and then we beat Spanish Fork in Spanish Fork. It was the only time I ever saw you excited about a win in my life. <laughs> but uh, I remember being 2-0, and going, into, going to BYU and to play Olympus, and I thought we were freaking going to win. I didn't think anyone was going to beat us. And then Ryan got lit up against Olympus, and we turned around and got beat by Springville. Like, what's more frustrating, getting to the state championship or losing or having a promising start and then falling and not making it that far? Well, you know, your ultimate goal is to be a state champion, and and so to make it to the state tournament and to play well is is by far you know better that way. But of course, uh, winning throughout the season and so on gets you prepared for that. But but uh, you know, it, it's always fun to play in those games and win or lose, uh, you look back on it and it's just a great experience for for the players and parents and everybody else. It, it's just just. It's a real fun time. I still remember our elimination game versus Springville. I, again, this was in 2002. Um, but before the game, you and I, it was just you and I, we were standing out just above the third base foul line, and we were just kind of staring at the scoreboard some of the guys warming up. I remember you told me, you're like, Audrey, these are experiences that you got to remember and can't forget. And I just, I mean, for how many times you were there coaching the state tournament, it just feels like you never took those kind of things for granted. Just simple moments where you're able to sit and watch your guys warm up, getting ready for a state tournament game on a beautiful field. That's just that's incredible that you can never just ever take that for granted. Yeah, you, you can't. You never know when you're going to be back. And, and uh, to, to be there, there's a lot of teams that don't get that chance. And to be there, you just got to enjoy the moment, enjoy everything, win or lose or, or whatnot. And, and that's what I even told our team this year is just – Let's go down there to Salt Lake and enjoy everything about it. Enjoy the ups and downs and being with your family and, and just because this is a lifetime memory and, and it's just it's just a lot of fun and, and every year you get to go down there is, is just that much funner. Hey, you guys want to be able to make fun of me here for a bit? I know Coach has heard these stories like 16 times, but listen to this. So he was Coach was a big prank guy. Actually, no, not even him, but there was a couple assistants that had an issue. <laughs> um, so we were going to play Hunter in St. George. This is in 03, so we're all for my senior year. And we uh, were in the St. George tournament. And uh, do you guys know what a fungo is? It's like a, it's like a bat that you hit in and out with. Like it's a longer bat. It's just wood and it's long. And uh, coach, and it's just a baseball bat. And coach is like, Ajay, go over to the Hunter coach and ask if he has a left-handed fungo. And me being eager, you know, gullible as I'll get out. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, coach, I'll do it. So I go to the hunter coach. I'm like, hey, coach, do you, uh, we, we need a left-handed fungo. And he gives me the look of like, get the fetch out. <laughs> like, he just stares at me. And then he looks over, and I look behind me, and his assistant, Nick Lindley, is just rolling down the hill laughing. Coach is dying too. And he's like, I got five, coach. And, uh, and uh, Steve's like, Audrey, just get back over here, dude. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely we got Audrey on the left-handed fungo. We've gotten some guys on. The key to the batter's box. Don't don't forget about the key to the batter's box, or or pick up the the box of curveballs, or you know something <laughs> like that. So, uh, but we got we did get AJ on the left handed fungo, and we talked about all the time. What so. was the other one? Oh, it was Brad Parkinson. He'd always tell these stupid stories, like how he hit a four hundred fifty foot home run, and we were at Tim Field. I'm a sophomore, and he's like, "Hey, AJ, see that White House up there?" And it's like, I mean, it's way over. And he's like, "I hit a home run so hard." that it hit the top window on the right side of the house. The lady came down in nothing but a towel. She was angry. <laughs> and when she found out it was me, she invited me in for a drink after the game. I believe every single yeah. word of it. 
RJ uh, was pretty gullible. He, be, you're better than that, yeah. RJ. You're better <laughs> I than that. I am now? Oh, yeah. Welcome to yeah. sophomore. It was fun having RJ around. We, we could could get him on those things. So it was <laughs> awesome. So. All right. Coach, just going back to going back to your seasons, uh, 2003, you, you go through the season. You don't lose a game in the regular season. Uh, you're ranked 27th in the country. In fact, you beat the number five team out of Nevada, El Dorado, mm-hmm. behind Ryan Zimmerman. Like... I remember asking somebody before the season started, I said, do you think out of all the years, like, we're going through the lineup, and we're like, no one's going to touch this team. 22-0. Um, and 0. Thought going into Bountiful, and you start Nick Yelson over Ryan Zimmerman. I got to ask you, what was the process there? Well, not a very smart one. <laughs> <laughs> Although Nick Yelson was awesome, and he, he uh, threw really well for us throughout that year, and he's a great player, but... You know, that going in the state tournament all three, twenty two and oh and, and ranked and that sort of stuff and we lost that that loss still haunts me today as a coach. Just uh, the decision I made to start Nick, not that he's bad, but to start probably the best pitcher in the, not to start the best pitcher in the state. It kind of fueled the other team a little bit, saying like, Hey, they think they can beat us with their number two guy. And from this from that day on I always told our coaches that if our number one is available, he's going to pitch. I don't care who we're playing, what we're playing, or, and so on. So uh, that changed our philosophy that way, and, and, that, and that was my bad. It, we had an excellent team that year. And, and to lose the first game and to come on back through, we, we made a little bit of a run, maybe yeah. four or five games. But, yeah, we did. Uh, to not win and so on. But, uh, uh, yeah, we changed our philosophy after that. In fact, it was that. crazy. I remember the next day we played Spanish Fork again at our place. Yeah. Ryan got lit up in the first three, four innings. We were down 4 nothing, And then if I remember right, we scored like nine straight runs or something like that and ended up winning 9-4 to four behind Ryan's arm. Uh-huh. And then got to uh, got to the state tournament. And then we ended up playing Bonneville, the suicide squeeze. With yes. Matt Fligger at third. That was probably one of the more gut. That was actually one of the better baseball games I'd ever seen in my life in high school, ever. That was an incredible game. Yeah, that's a good game. Uh, you know, those suicide squeeze, they look great when they work. But uh, <laughs> when they don't work, they pop the bun up or something like that. It, it's, it's not too good, and, and a lot of people get upset. But but that day it worked, and, uh, yeah, it was good for us. Do you remember, that? in fact, the regular season series against Bonneville? Yes. We were supposed to play at home, right? And it rained. and so But they needed us to go play at least one game to see if that region championship was going to be on the line the next day. So we turned around, and that day, got our stuff ready and went to Bonneville in a pretty cold-weather game and ended up beating them. Uh, I can't remember what the final score was, but uh, I think Carl Blatt had a leadoff home run. Kyle Hamilton had a big hit. And uh, and then to beat a team four times in one year is pretty darn hard. And you did that at the Bonneville. That was incredible. Yeah, that, that's good. And Bonneville had a very good team oh, that year, too. They were talented, too. So, they? Yeah, they were talented, and we just happened to, to beat them four times. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that was that was a fun year. Fast forward to 07. You guys go to the state championship. You lose to Cottonwood. That Tanner Robles kid. It was a uh-huh. lefty. Nick says, my brother Nick was on that team. Yes. Says he's the toughest pitcher he ever faced. What was the best pitcher you ever saw in a state tournament? It could pr- probably easily be him without a doubt. You know, I, I think he had a 0-0 ERA or yeah. close to it going close into the it. game. And, uh, you know, it, he was tough left-handed up around, you know, over 90 and, and so on. He, he, he was a good one. There's another kid from uh, Springville, I believe his last name was Perkins, that was an extremely good pitcher. Uh, this, it was tough. Who was the Cypress kid in 03 that beat us to knock uh, that 03 team out? I can't remember who it was. Um, he was really good, too. He ended up, I think he went to minor league ball. He was really, really good as well. Uh, 
So you lost in 07 in the state championship. Did you guys – was that a winner-take-all game? No, we lost the first game. It oh, was okay. against Cottonwood. Yep. And they we actually jumped out on them uh, five, six to nothing or something like that. Scared them a little bit. They they was they was an all star team. They had guys from all over Salt Lake Valley, and uh, they ended up walking us off in the bottom of the seventh to for us to lose and, and for them to win. But two thousand nine was a pretty memorable year for you guys. You end up going to the state tournament again and uh, making a run. I and forgive me, my mind is slipping me really badly, but I believe you beat Dixie in the semifinal or in the state. In the semifinal, right? In 2009, we beat the, We had to, in the, in the state final, we had to beat them twice. Beat them twice, yeah. right? And, and Kyler uh-huh. Webb, uh-huh. the lefty, gave up a home run to put you guys in the loser's bracket, I think, late. Is that right? Yes. Us and Dixie was the only ones uh, uh, left undefeated. That's right. And we came back on the top of the seventh and went up a run or two. And then the bottom of the seventh, uh, Dixie actually hit a grand slam on the bottom of the seventh. That's uh, right, over Kyler. And, and uh, then we had to turn right around 20 minutes later right. and play Provo. And they jumped out on us, and we actually walked them off in the bottom of the seventh. Off a hit the, from Kyler Webb, if off, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Off a, he had a uh, basis clear and double to, to win it for us. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Webb did, yeah. How good was that Dixie team? Oh, very good, very good. Uh, they had a, some, some good pitchers, uh, a great hitter and a rubber kid, and uh, but we just happened to, to get them on that last day. So. I'm not mistaken. I think they went four st- three straight years where they were in the state championship, and they were the higher team, so they had to you know get beat twice to, and they lost three straight years. Three straight three straight years. They lost two games on the last day. Oh my which, gosh! Which would that, that wouldn't be too fun? That'd be devastating. Oh but heck. I guess they was there battling it out. But but yeah, that'd be tough. How good was that 09 team? Like I mean, just Chandler Smith. You had a Bubba Pond, I believe, at first base. He uh-huh. had a great catcher, and I think it was like Jeff Schiffman was your catcher. Jeff Schiffman, yes. Yeah, and you had Derek Lishman at short. That team uh-huh. was talented. Yeah, yeah, we we had a, an excellent team there. You know, Chandler, which is the new basketball coach at Mountain Crest. Yeah, uh, he he was he was an awesome player, and and you know we we had Zach Lindley in, in center field, oh, Tyler Zach. Webb, and you know Tyler Christensen, a little lefty that just you know was a thumber that. You know Cody Parkinson. We had a Taylor Larson, of course, the lefty that was the who, state MVP. Who made the catch at the wall? Was that Root? Taylor Root made a catch uh, in in the bottom of the seventh up against the wall with his with his hand with his arms uh, up above his head. I I thought right there we lost it, but he made the catch, and the next guy had a comebacker and to our pitcher, and <laughs> we ended up winning the game. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, in 2012, you stepped down. What was that? process like the first time for you to to step away from the game yeah you know it, it was tough uh, because i felt like i'd still have some coaching years in me but i also missed out a lot of uh, jory my daughter was was playing softball and missed out on a lot of her games and i needed to watch her play and and go and, and do that and then also trace got a chance to play some college baseball and, and i traveled around for four years and, and i hardly missed a game uh that he played in and and so that was a, that was a fun time and and I really enjoyed myself, you know, just watching my kids play. When did they ask you to come back, or and what was that discussion like? Well, when when they split with Ridgeline, uh, uh, the principal Terry Cutler had come and talked to me, and a couple times, and uh, <laughs> talked me into it. And, uh, and did it take a lot? Uh, a little bit, yeah. But I, I thought I was done, you know, at, at that time, you know, and, and so on. But she talked me into it, and uh, I'm glad she did because these last five years have been. It's been really fun. What did you learn from the first time go around? I know it was like 20-something years, 
to your second stint with Mountain Crest, what were the things that you took from the first time to the second time or things that you did differently? Well, you know, uh, sitting back and watching my son play, I became a dad. Whenever he played for me, I never saw him in a, a father-son's eyes, I guess. He was always just a player. And so when I watched him play uh, college ball, I, I watched him as a dad. And, and it, it's tough watching your kid play. It, it, it's stressful and so on. So, so when I came back, I, I was a little more uh, uh, conscious about, you know, the parents and their side of things and what they see and, and so on. I, I felt like I communicated better with them. Uh, you know, just, just that sort of stuff. And I kind of knew more what they was going through, you know, with, with their kids and, and so on. And, and that, and, and just like you said, uh, I think I mellowed out a little bit. I wasn't quite as oh, intense, you, like I guess. Oh, there's five other or... guys who agree with me, by the way, on that. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, I have a great, uh, son-in-law, Spencer Coombs, which was a sophomore. It was my last year in 2012. Oh, really? he, he played a little, a little first base forces, sophomore oh, okay. sort of stuff. And, and he always tells me, you know, if I didn't quit, there's no way I would have married your uh, dated your daughter, Jory, and married your daughter. So I'm glad I quit because he's he's an awesome son of life and a great and a great dad. So that that turned out oh, good too. Crap, so, you have mellowed out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Holy smokes. So. <laughs> My God. Anyway, yeah, there's he says there's no way I'd come over to your house to to talk to your daughter if you was still a coach. So anyway, but yeah. Uh, now I guess your your second time you now step down again. Um. I, what's going to be harder watching your kid coach or before watching your kid play? I'm guessing watch my kid coach. Uh, I can't wait to see. That. I know it, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be tough and, uh, but it'll be fun. Uh, I know my dad was a football coach for 20 some years and, and he always told me it, it was tough watching, watching your coach. And, I'm sure it's the same way, but it's going to be extremely exciting to to do that. By the way, our great producer, Cody, did some research, and I had no idea you played football until your junior year at Hillcrest? Yeah, I played a little football. I love how you're just like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I played all the way up through, uh, you know, Little League and all that sort of stuff. What did you play, coach, I, in high school? I was our quarterback, so. What? Yeah, so they, they wasn't too happy. I, I, I quit, but... Uh, I, I want to pursue my baseball, and, and so I started doing a bunch of fall stuff and, and so on. So, yeah, I, I did a little quarterbacking. Uh, after graduating, I had no idea about this, but after uh -huh. graduating from Hillcrest, you went on to Snow College. You were tabbed all region, both seasons you were there. Uh, on top of that, your team led the nation in offense during your time. Yeah, yeah, I went there for two years, and it, it was awesome. I, I loved Snow College. That's where I met Jill. That's where my mom and dad went and met each other. Uh, Snow, snow has a, a special place for, for all of us. We're going to see how much you softened up. How did, oh, you, yeah? how did you meet your wife, Jill? Tell me about that. I was just, you know, I, I was the cool guy on campus, just making the rounds the first couple of days of, of school and uh, went into her dorm and she was there and uh, just, yeah, just kind of started that way. It she was had, that easy. Oh, well, I don't know about that easy, <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, it, it worked out and so on. But, you know, Jill, she was a softball player, so we was kind of the, the baseball softball couple of the school there for a little bit. So if I remember right, coach your time at Tooele, you, you were waiting for the mountain crest head baseball coach here to retire. Cause you wanted that job here, right? Yes. Did that, uh, did you, and you had, had conversations with him, hadn't you? Yeah. With, with coach Blotter, I talked yeah. to him quite a bit. We was pretty good friends or are good friends. And I just said, anytime you're ready to quit, let me know because, because I like to come up. 
I've always loved Mountain Crest. I, I always loved the Logan Cache Valley area, but whenever we'd play Mountain Crest in the state tournament and basketball, football, whatever, I loved their spirit. I loved their student body. And, and I just thought it'd be really fun to be part of that. And, uh, the chance came and, 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 and I, and I got the job and I took it. I, I love Toila though. And it was hard to leave there, but, but I'm glad we came you up. You think you made the right decision though? Oh yeah, now? definitely. Yeah. With, with, uh, with what I've done and, and, you know, just, just living up here in Cash Valley is awesome. So coach, we're going to play a really fun game when we come back. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot, whether you like it or not. Right. Uh, we're going to take a break here. You're listening to the full court press head coach, former head coach of the Mount Crest Mustang baseball team, Steve Hansen. Joining us after an illustrious career coaching is stepping down to Suntrace. Hansen is taking over now, and he'll get into summer ball here in just a little bit. Actually, we'll be asking about that as well. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. The trained soldiers of the Army National Guard are a new generation of leaders called to proudly and selflessly serve our nation and make a difference in the communities we call home. Do you want to make a difference? During our Hiring Days event, May 10th to June 14th, we're looking for highly motivated candidates for part-time careers in the Army National Guard. You'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community right in your home state during emergencies and natural disasters, while learning skills valued in civilian careers like leadership, problem-solving, and strategic thinking. And when you serve in the Guard part-time, you can work or attend college full-time while you earn a paycheck, gain career skills, and enjoy great benefits like low-cost health coverage for you and your family. Learn more about serving part-time in the Army National Guard by visiting nationalguard.com slash hiringdays today. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Coldwater Stone in Tremont, a division of Castellite in Logan, is under new ownership. If you're looking for unmatched beauty and quality of natural stone at prices competitive to manufactured stone, see Coldwater Stone in Tremont. Let them make some of the most beautiful products Mother Nature has to offer and help create your beautiful home. Stop into the Tremont facility or see samples at Castellite in Logan. More information online at coldwaterstone.com. Coldwater Stone the natural choice for all your stone needs. Better weather, longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press. I'm Ozzy Stalson, Quilton running the board. Uh... Head coach, former head coach of the Mount Crest Mustangs, Steve Hansen, joining us here on the fan. Coach, thank you. This is this has been fun. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, I got to ask you. We we're just talking about umpires. Um, what was your favorite umpire? And what was your least favorite umpire? Oh, I, that's kind of hard to say. You know, I I try not to hold grudges with, without doubt. Uh, we always talk about it. once the game's over with, we, we move on, and and when we have them again, you know, I'm. I, I try not to, to carry that on and so on. But did you ever get thrown out? I yeah, I've been thrown out a few times. So <laughs> my brother, I think 
my mom or dad told me the story. I was on my mission at this time. I think it was in a state tournament game uh, versus Murray or somebody. Yeah. And, and they were squeezing Nick pretty good on uh, on the strike zone. Of course, it's Utah County. We know how that show goes. We've been through it, done it before. But you weren't too happy. If remember, you got, you got thrown out in the state tournament game. I did. That that we ended up losing that game. That was our last game of the season. That's I right. got I got thrown out, and season's over with. And when you get thrown out of a game, you have to sit out the next game. And uh, and we always joke about that that I was suspended the longest ever because I had to wait for the next year for our first game, and, and I had, you had to, to sit that I had out. to sit out that first game. Yeah. And about two days before that game, the Activities Association called me up to remind me that no I need, yeah, that I needed to sit out. So, so yeah, so I, I got to sit out the first game of the following year. Because so. I, I remember when Nick Lennon would get thrown out. I would never forget when Nick Lennon would ever get thrown out. <laughs> but I couldn't remember if you ever got thrown out. It's least in my three years there, I couldn't remember if you ever got thrown out or not. Yeah, you know, back when I first started coaching, you could get thrown out to kind of. Uh, you know, hopefully pump up the team a little yeah. bit, kind of turn turn the momentum and so on. And you didn't have to sit out a game, but now you have to sit out a game and take some sportsmanship class and do do all sorts of stuff. So it's kind of a hassle to get thrown out. So. I, I would love anyway. to see you sit in a sports. I would die to see you yeah. sit in a sportsmanship class. L- oh. luck, yeah, luckily I didn't. Please. I didn't have to do that. So. <laughs> So anyway, so they they just started that the last three or four years. So, but you never got thrown out in the last three or four years. No, huh? no, not since I came back. So. Oh, you're such a softie. I, I told what you, I, yeah, I told you, I kind of mellowed out. Come on, so. what is it, Jory getting married? Like, what's the it's deal here? Something, coach? another the grandkids or something. So. Oh my, how many, how many grandkids do you got by the <laughs> way? Have two. Jory has two, two okay. boys, Harrison right. and Schofield. So, how old are they? Uh, f- good question. Two and one, maybe three, okay. three and one. Yeah. I saw you. Uh, I think before the state championship game. Uh, holding one of them, uh-huh. and I was just like, "This is weird." Yeah. I mean, I just I remember like the stone cold face, Coach Hanson. It was all business, all focus, and now it was like holding your grandkid, big grin on your face. Yeah. And, and I got all these fans telling me they're like, "Oh man, I'm nervous. I'm just I'm freaking out." I'm like, "Let's take a look at that guy over there. That's the head baseball coach, and he's holding his grandkid, <laughs> cracking jokes." It was just weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's different. Those grandkids do something to you, that's for sure. So. All right, Coach, I'm going to play a game with you. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. All I right. want you, during your coaching career, you coached a lot of great athletes. For each position, I want you to pick one guy that you'd have start on this team. Okay, this is, this is the all-time okay. Steve Hansen roster. In fact, do you have a pen over there, Cody? By the way, I'm going to have it right down names here. over here. 9463 did say to Coach, I know that you've loved all the players of your years, but who are some of the guys that you coached that stuck out to you that felt were generational-type athletes in the Valley? And congratulations again on a great career. Oh, thanks. Uh, you know, just offhands, and I don't want to leave anybody out or anything like that because everybody, you know, is. But you know, Ryan Zimmerman was was without a doubt Holy left cow. left the mark on the program. Yeah. Uh, just what he did and his competitiveness and the way he was around the community with with all the the students at the school and and so on. Uh, uh, there's 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 just so many. It, it, it's it's hard to say. Uh, there, there's some that you know. Uh, Dustin Smith, our, our, our coach right now. Oh my uh, gosh! He left a great mark too, and he, he was one of those kids we had to to keep an eye on throughout high school and so on. And then now he's he's just doing great stuff in the community. He's a great family man. has a, has a and great, he's a great wife. Assistant and, coach. Yeah, he's so great assistant, with the kids. Without doubt, and him and Ryan up uh-huh. the middle. Yeah. Wait, what? What did, what did Dustin Smith play? 
Uh, shortstop. Yeah, Dustin played shortstop. He was so. he was one of like he, him and Ryan Zimmerman up the middle were the best like shortstop second base duo I had ever seen. Anything yeah. that yeah, was Cody, hit towards pay them. Attention. Okay, so <laughs> here's what we're gonna do. So you got to pick one position for each player, or I mean each player for one position, uh, and then you'll get a starting pitcher, a relief pitcher, and a closing pitcher. Okay. Okay. So your catcher would be who? Uh, just right out, and and please. Uh, I'll love, say this, but I, love but I don't. Uncomfortable I, right I know now. I am uncomfortable. I, I don't want to, th- to have anybody else think that I didn't think they was good. Without a doubt, everybody everybody has a special place or a special uh, a thing in the program sure. or so on. And, and this is just off the top of my head, but but just uh, being a comp- competitor, fiery, controlled the pitchers and so on. I say as a catcher, I I I'd probably Jeff Schiffman. Wow, really? You know, yeah, he's just a. Uh, you know, I remember one time in the state tournament, uh, uh, our pitcher, Red, uh, we, we called a pitch, and he threw a changeup, and, and the guy hit a home run. And we, we was winning. We had a good game. And for, but Jeff came off the field just just mad because we called a changeup and and so on. And, and uh, But, but anyway, I just always remember that. But 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 I'd say that. Just, you know, just this fiery competitiveness. First base. Uh, first base, we've, we've had a few good first say, basements. Good uh, you know, honestly, this just because of the of the the type of kid he is and the way he turned around. I just off the top of my head, I got you know Dax Roundy that just played this last yeah. year. He broke a lot of uh, uh, records for his school records and and just this maturity and how consistent he was and, and so on. Uh, you know, he, he he's definitely one of the, one of the top first basements. Second base. Second base. Uh, we did move him to to uh, center field his senior year, but in the state t- tournament, he played a uh, second base. Kelton Conchrist huh? was was a very good one, and he, he was did pretty a, darn good. Yeah, he did a good job for us, and, th- and so on. This is gonna be a tough one for you because you've had a lot of good ones there, but shortstop. We've had a lot of good shortstops. You've had some incredible uh, shortstops. Some, yeah, some good all-state shortstops and throughout the years, but but I, you know. Call me a dad or what I gotta say, my son Trace. I think anybody you know, would agree from, with you yeah, right now on you know, that. He was a three time All Valley, All State, three times. Jeez. From the first pitch of his sophomore year to the last pitch of his senior year, I, I don't think there's anybody more consistent than Is Trace. Is he the best so. hitter you ever had? Yeah, p- best pure hitter, you know, didn't strike out, put the ball in play, hit doubles, RBI, scored runs, and so on. So, yeah. Uh, let's go short, or sorry, third base. Third base, probably Chandler uh, Chandler Smith, just uh, the way he played and and uh, his athletic ability and and so on and but again we we had a lot of good third base. All your alumni too. are yelling recency bias for anything before two thousand ten. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, remember, <laughs> I, I, Chandler. I, I mean, he's an all around <laughs> athlete, right? I mean, like, just, oh yeah, Chandler he was incredible. Was, yeah, he was without doubt. I, I think his last. His senior year, he lettered in five sports. Good. So he played Gosh. golf. He played golf and football in the same season. So, yeah, he, he was a good one. So, uh, left field. Uh, left field is kind of a tough one. Uh, there, there. Jordan Thompson probably oh, comes yeah. to mind. Yep. You know, he isn't. I don't. Maybe two thousand two. Two thousand three. Four, three, Actually, something three, like that. Four. He was with so us. four. Yeah, yeah so something like that. He. he he, he was a great hitter. Uh, if he would have stayed clean and just stayed out of trouble, 
he would have been one of the best athletes you might have ever without had. Without doubt. Without doubt. He and, was and, so baseball yeah. driven. I, I was proud of Jordan too, you know, because he did he, he did um, come around and he had a great senior year for Absolutely, us and, he did. and so on. So anyway. Uh, Centerfield? Centerfield's another really tough one because we've had some outstanding have center you? fielders. Some yeah, some really, really good center fielders. Uh, I'm just I this is this is hard. I love it. I <laughs> no, love this, it. That's what we're doing. I, I'm not sure I like it, but but uh, but anyway, uh, just a pure athletic, good center fielder. Uh, maybe Dex Bowen. Oh yeah. Uh, you know I heard he, he went, could hit. Yeah, too. he could hit. He could go catch the baseball. Good routes to the fit, to the ball. Uh, just a, a real good center fielder. Right field. So right field. I, I'd say Nick Elison. You know, oh, that's the way right. he, he did hit. play right field, huh? Yeah, when he wasn't pitching. I uh, forgot about that. Uh, you know, great arm. Uh, that's right. Uh, so on, but but he's he, he's one of those ones. So uh, anyway. we'll take we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Okay. We'll get the pitchers, and then we will close it up here on the full court press on one hundred six nine FM thirteen ninety AM. The fan. The Elements Lunch Menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp curry and more. Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout. Casual or professional, open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations. This is Larry from Larry's Pharmacies. Often, commercial drugs don't meet individual needs. You may be allergic to fillers or dyes, need a unique strength, or something that is unavailable. Compounding medicine is how pharmacy began. I have compounded meds for over 30 years. My labs are state-of-the-art and conform to the highest standards. My highly trained staff will compound it accurately and price it fairly. If regular treatments don't work well, Call me to see if there is a better, more economical alternative we can compound for you. Stay well. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press here with head coach, uh, former head coach of the Mount Mustang, Steve Hansen. Coach, let's get to your pictures. You have a starter, relief, and a closer. Uh, I definitely have to say a starter, you know, Ryan Zimmerman. You know, he's uh, definitely, definitely a guy, and so on. Uh, I don't know if he'd be a reliever or not. It's, pitcher, it's hard, yeah. hard in high school, but uh, you know, Rhett Parkinson was was right. one of our top pitchers throughout. He's he was uh, just been a fantastic pitcher, and also uh, I'd say Taylor Larson well, was lefty. another lefty, yeah, and and he, you know, those, those are probably one of our top threes, but. But we've had fantastic pitching throughout the program throughout. That's so, awesome. and then just real quick, I yeah, just sure. want to say I hope going through that, I, there, there's a lot of good players oh, we've had. So, so I just don't want to, yeah, I just don't want to miss anybody or, or anything like that. So, if I didn't say your name, sorry, you are you. If you played for Mountain Crest baseball, you was great. So <laughs> anyway, uh, manager. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, manager. Uh, Our only manager. Yeah, I was the only manager. <laughs> yeah. Coach. Finally, uh, anybody you want to thank before we close this up? Uh, just you know, of course, my wife, uh, her support and everything throughout all this, and my family, and and all my assistant coaches and fans, and and just everything. It, it, it's been fun, and it's time to move on and enjoy watching my son Trace coach and and, and so on. And, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me in and. 
and so on. It's been a been a good time. Well, Coach, thanks for all you did for the Valley, for the for the baseball program in the Valley, for for Mountain Crest as well. Uh, we greatly appreciate you, and uh, and we wish you the very best in your retirement. Go uh, go get some golf in. Hey, I will, and, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, that's head coach uh, Steve Hansen. Uh, Trace Hansen will be taking over. Cody Olson, Agent Adam Ajay Salveson, thank you so much for being a part of the uh, Focal Press. Tomorrow we're going to have the Ridgeline soccer coach on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Ridgeline boys soccer team. They won a state championship. Them and girls, actually, both in the same sport, won a state championship. Uh, Cody, what else have we got? Oh, we'll Thursday oh. we're having him on, Ajay. Oh, Thursday. Yeah. D. Jones tomorrow with a big announcement, by the way, for us. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have that on the Rocky Mountain kickoff. So thank you, everybody. Really appreciate your show. Wait, Cody, what are you doing? I'm trying to give you. Just, I mean, come this on. Like, two, two zero is and 20. Then zero. What are you <laughs> talking about? You now, now you have, now you you have 10. You know what? We broke face. We're already here. Like, you got five more seconds, basically. Five more seconds? Yeah. Steve, Steve, thanks for being here. Thank you very much. I really much. appreciate oh, it. Thank you. No, like, I'm serious. <laughs>